Hi, friends. Happy Magical Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Courtney. And we are so excited that you're here today. Today, we're talking about a super fun movie. Courtney, what are we talking about? We're talking about Meet the Robinsons, and we have a fun special guest. We have John with us. Hey. John's here. (laughs) In the flesh. In the flesh. He showed up. Um, John, we're super excited to have you. Um, Before we we dive into our fun question that we're going to ask you, I just have to say that you're one of those people that are just uh, super important in our lives. We're really thankful for you. And we also just appreciate your love of Disney. (laughs) You know, you you meet so few people these days that have, they love the movies and the parks and the food and the resorts and everything. So yeah, I I have, I I keep my, uh, I have my crunchy chocolate exterior candy coating I keep it all underneath there um, I don't I think don't come off necessarily as the for, you know the, the uh, typical Disney uh, adult but um, I think as you guys have well seen once we start talking about these things I just love them I um, I'm a big fan of the magic and you know I become a kid just as soon as you enter in the park you start the movie oh and, yeah you know um, so I know I'm, I'm a big big fan I've loved it for such a long time and this is one of my favorite movies I'm really excited to talk about this one so well we are too I hadn't seen it in a long time I think you and I had talked that you hadn't either in Courtney I've never seen it never this seen is my it. first time watching it I cannot wait to hear your opinions about this movie this is gonna be fascinating yeah you know what's funny is we were watching it and she was she was a little confused she was like what's was what like, is going on and because you know how it, for like about 45 really minutes yeah, you're like stuck in limbo like, what is happening I was like why is this bowler hat guy what is what is the issue like yeah. what is he why is he here i don't understand yeah and just there's a whole part of it where it's kind of like one of those things where i was watching it when i was preparing for this and and my wife came in and just saw for like a couple minutes of what i was watching yeah without any context and she was just like walked out of the room just gave me that i don't don't explain it to me and i'm like that's, <laughs> i think that's a fair a fair way to describe this movie yeah the, um i'll ask you the question in one second but the one thing i told her about i was like this movie is the plot is all over the place it, it ties together i mean so so beautifully at the end, especially we'll get to it. But like yeah. the end quote, where like it's mm-hmm. Walt Disney's quote, and then the word they pick the words out they've been using the whole time. Oh my exactly. goodness! But um, it's one of those movies that even though it's all over the place and it's crazy and it's wacky, you're like, dang, this is a great movie. Like it it's is. just so good. Um, I'm so excited to talk about it. Before we get to the the plot and then all the fun questions and, and all the, the 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 rabbit holes we're gonna go down, John, we ask every guest that comes on to to give us a fun fact about themselves. Um, it's probably a very lame question to ask, but we did it on the, for the first guest that we had, and so we're just sticking. We're to just it. going with it. We're going with it. So, John, what's a uh, what's a fun fact about you? It doesn't have to be Disney related. It can be whatever related. But yeah, go. Uh, you know, um, so my, my biggest. My, and this is also probably one of my biggest secrets, worst kept secrets. I, I am a huge Superman fan. Oh. I start. Julian I, gives you a lot of hard time. All the time, it, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I literally, I, I kind of discovered comic books 1985. And and so I have been, um, I collect all things Superman. Um, so, so the, you know, the funniest part is I have an, in my office, in my home, I have a, a bookcase that has all of my Superman collectible stuff. Oh, wow. And so some of it's like, oh, you know, action figures and stuff like that. I've got like a, a Superman hairbrush. I've got just weird stuff I've picked up. <laughs> That's so cool though. But I have like secret agent people who do estate sales and things who all know to look out for me. That's so, so cool. So they'll just give me a thing of like, I've got an estate sale. I've got a comic book here. I've got a Superman hairbrush. I've got a, you know, I've got a collector's plate. Would you like that? I'm like, 
Yes. Yes. I do. Every time you text me, yes. Just you know this. <laughs> so uh, my wife, lo- loving her lovingly, she puts up with it fairly well. Yeah. Uh, but as, it was, as wives do. Yeah. But it was when we had kind of finally moved in together. You know, after we had been married and we're setting up the home together, and she kind of looks into the boxes and says, "What? What is all this stuff?" And I'm like, "This is the only thing I ask." These things need a home somewhere. Everything yeah. else I can get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> These things need a home. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my that's kind of my my fun fact. I love that. I uh, I have to ask. Um, I think so. I'm not that extreme about it. Not that it's extreme, but I am obsessed <laughs> with Batman. Yeah. I watch at least two to three episodes of Batman the Animated Series every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old I show think I almost every night. I, I'm, I'm on it right now. I'm on the kick of watching the show. Yeah. I love Batman. So I have to know. So I'm one of those Batman fans. I like Batman. I don't hate Superman. Do you like Batman? Yeah. Yeah. I think in a perfect world, in the perfect world, in the, you know, this and that, some of becoming a DC Comics podcast. Yeah, we'll get off of it real yeah. quick. <laughs> no, but in, in a, I would say in a perfect world, I think the yin and yang of Batman working together and Superman in concert. It's a perfect I partnership. Think, I, and and I think, you know, in the, in the comics, I like and also because I'm an older fur person, I don't need everybody. You to almost be, said old fart. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Everybody now wants everybody to be gritty and dark and in yeah. conflict. And I don't need all that. I yeah. don't need it. I don't need Batman versus Superman or anything. I, I mean, I like the movie, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like it when they can appreciate that they both have different ways of going about things and, and that, that sometimes it's like you can be partnered with somebody who is diametrically opposed to who you are yes. and still be the best version of I love it. together. And so. still, still use and still team up and save the world. Yeah. That's great. And so like DC Comics has their big their big line they always used to have, especially it was big during the 80s, 70s and 80s. It was World's Finest. And that was Superman and Batman teaming up together. Always. And it was the always. two of them solving stuff. And I was, so. Yeah, I love I, it. Of course, Batman's amazing. He has the Best movies. They're going to figure out Superman. I think. I am fingers crossed. James Gunn is going to write They'll a figure Superman it out. movie. They'll figure it out. Bad, Batman is a great hero. I, you just reminded me of a quote, and then we are going to watch this plot. I promise. Um, my favorite Batman Superman quote is Batman. Someone asked Batman about Clark Kent. And he said, "Well, the main difference about me and Clark Kent is um, deep down he's a good person, and deep down I am not." And yeah. it was like that understanding of like. Batman was he knew he was doing it for all the wrong reasons or Superman's doing it for all the right reasons but it still worked it's like yeah. yin and yang it's still accomplishing the goal still saving the world yeah I, and I think it's great and of course that's where Julian and I always disagree because every Sunday y'all serve together I have to hear at least a, at least a 15 minute conversation about why Superman's useless and stupid yeah <laughs> what a dumb character I'm like okay alright all right, Julian well yeah. would you like me to bust out my whole comic book collection 80, and read yeah. them all to you 85 <laughs> years worth of history the first superhero ever created in, in uh, modern history but Sure. But tell me more about why yeah. you love Iron but, Man. But, yeah, tell me, tell me why he's stupid. Okay, yeah, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. I think cool. Iron Man's great. Oh, we love Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. But this is not. <laughs> even though, even though Marvel is owned by Disney, we're gonna get back to Meet the Robinsons. Um, like I said, it's gonna derail a lot. That's what our that's what our podcast does. And Meet the Meet the Robinsons. I think there's a section of it which is almost a Marvel crossover. Mm. Avengers level type yeah. character smorgasbord. So there is. You're right. You're I'm right. Trying to, I'm trying to segue as best I can. So. <laughs> you, did, you did fantastic yeah. as you always do. Um, <laughs> um, Courtney, why don't you take us into the beginning of the plot summary? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Lewis is an inspiring 12 year old inventor who grew up in an orphanage. His energy. Um, has been scaring off potential parents. So he works all night on a machine to scan his memory to locate his birth mother, who abandoned him at the orphanage when he was a baby. While taking the scanner to his school science fair, Lewis meets 13-year-old Wilbur Robinson, a mysterious boy claiming to be 
um, a time cop from the future. Wilbur needs to recover a time machine that a man wearing a bowler hat has stolen. Lewis tries to demonstrate the scanner, but it has been sabotaged by the bowler hat guy, and it falls apart, throwing the science fair into chaos. Lewis leaves while the bowler hat guy, with the help of his robotic bowler hat named Doris, steals the scanner. Old Doris. Uh, Wilbur meets Lewis at the orphanage and asks him to repair the scanner. Lewis demands proof that Wilbur is telling the truth. Wilbur does so by taking them in a second time machine to the year 2037, which is highly advanced technology. When they arrive, Lewis realizes he can simply use the time machine to meet his mother. The resulting argument makes them crash. Wilbur asks Lewis to fix the time machine, and Lewis agrees on the condition that Wilbur has to take him to visit his mother afterwards. Reluctantly, Wilbur agrees and hides Lewis in the garage. Lewis accidentally leaves, however, he's like sucked up to like this tube thing and ends up um, <laughs> meeting meeting the, the rest of the Robinson family except for uh, Cornelius, who's Wilbur's father, and the inventor of the time technologies who is away on a business trip. Having followed Lewis, the bowler hat guy, and Doris try to kidnap him, but, um, but the Robinsons beat them back. They basically have this like Avengers fight scene. It almost seems like like he was talking about. It's really really cool. Um, the Robinsons offer to adopt Lewis, but change their mind when they learn that he is from the past, or so it seems. Uh, Wilbur admits to lying to Lewis about taking him back to see his mom, causing Lewis to run off in disgust and sadness and disappointment. I'm just like thinking through, and I have a lot of questions, but we can get to those questions later. There are questions we're gonna ask. So okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The bowler hat guy and Doris approach Lewis and offer to take him to his mother if he fixes the memory scanner. Once he does, they betray him and tie him up. The bowler hat guy reveals that Cornelius Robinson is, in fact, Lewis's future self, and that he himself is an adult version of Lewis's roommates, Michael Goob Yagubian. Is that Yagubian. Yagubian. Yeah, they call him, everybody calls him Goob. Everyone calls him Goob. Yeah. Um, because he was kept awake by Lewis's work on the scanner, Goob fell asleep during a Little League baseball game and failed to make an important catch, costing his team the championship. Goob became so withdrawn and bitter that he was never adopted and remained in the orphanage long after it closed. Big sad. Um, Doris is door-15, one of Lewis's failed and abandoned inventions. They both blamed Lewis for their misfortunes and decided to ruin his life. Leaving Lewis in the future, they return to the past and enact their plan. However, it is revealed that Doris tricked everyone, um, and once mass produced, the Doris hats dispose of goop and enslave humanity. Really dark and wild. Very, Um, very uh, Terminator. Yeah. Lewis repairs <laughs> the second time machine, confronts Doris in the past, and destroys her by promising to never invent her, restoring the future to its utopian state. Wilbur tries to ask the adult Goob to join the family, but he has fled in remorse. Back in Wilbur's time, Lewis finally meets Cornelius face to face. Cornelius explains how the memory scanner started their successful career and persuades Lewis to return to the science fair. Wilbur takes Lewis back but makes one stop first as he promised. He takes Lewis back to see the moment when his mother abandoned him. And I have oh. something I have to say when we get to that part. We'll get to there with questions. But man, that scene. Whew. Wilbur drops Lewis off in his own time and leaves. Lewis heads to the fair en route, waking up Goob just in time for him to make the winning catch. That scene was also really oh, so good. Man. Yeah. Back at the fair, Lewis asks for one more chance to demonstrate his scanner, which this time succeeds as it would have if 
bowler hat guy, goob, witness step 10. Uh, he's adopted by Lucille, one of the science fair judges, and her husband, Bud, who nicknames him Cornelius and takes him home. The film ends with a quote which reiterates the message of not dwelling on failures and just to keep moving forward. And uh, it was from a quote from Walt Disney, which I hope we find that. I'm sure Courtney will do her research and we'll find that. And that's how it ends. Yes, that's yes. how it ends. That's how it well, ends. when you describe it like that, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I know. Man, this movie... Um, our first question is actually on the list, John. So this might catch you off, off guard. We do have a list we normally ask. We, we always do um, initial thoughts. So what I want you to do, and I'll go to you first... First time you watched this movie, you already mentioned us as a big family movie for you. Uh, first time you watched this movie, what were your initial thoughts? And then rewatching it before this podcast, yeah. what were like? What, what did it trigger? Like, what were your first feelings? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were talking about this. This this is one of those family movies for us that. Yeah. It's like I don't, you know, I, and I know we get into this a little bit later, but I. This is uh, this is kind of the atypical Disney movie, I think, from what a lot of people would expect. If you see, oh, it's a Disney movie. We talked about that this morning. Yeah, yeah, at church. Because yeah. it's like it's like, well, where are the the where where's Mickey and Minnie? Where are the cartoon character animals? And where are the soundtracks? You know, and yeah. where's the singing? Where's the singing? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's and it is really it's a it's it's a different kind of story. Um, and it, and, and it, frankly, I think it's a it's a Disney movie from a different age. If you all can say it that way, it sounds. Yeah. It's not what they're used to doing now. But a lot of people would be familiar with, um, but this is one of those movies that just has been so special to us that um, that we love it. And and I, so I will freely admit this movie is a weird. It's weird. weird movie. It's a weird movie. And and I think it's a, it's intentionally weird because I, yes. I think I think it's designed to be uh, to sneak up on you. And, and boy, does it! And then, and then, and then, hit you right in the spot where I think we all. I think if you see the movie and you get to the end, and you get past kind of like the weird parts, there's parts that I think are just kind of funny but silly that I didn't. Yeah. And I said when I watched it again, I kind of was like, oh, "This is kind of corny." I don't. Yeah. And but I know what's coming, and so that payoff at the end of just all of those feels, and and I mean, and I can't. I, I literally, I've watched this movie. Probably more than a dozen times, mm. and I cry. Yeah, every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, th- there's a song. The song at the end. We can talk. Well, we'll talk about songs later. But there's a song at the end, which is a a song in our family. It's one of our family songs. Really? That we know we don't listen to, because we will all cry. Wow. We will all cry if we hear that song. And uh, it's on the do not playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> it's like that and good good father. Do not put those on when I'm on the car. <laughs> Swerving around, you can't lying. see. And like, what, <laughs> sir? What, what? What would you drink? I'm like, I was just listening to a song. <laughs> uh, but so, I, and so for me, I think, I think that's what I think is so great about this is, I think there's so much silly stuff in this that a kid, you can watch this with your kids, yeah. And then when you get that payoff at the, at the end, yeah, I think there's something that resonates for like. You know, like what do we, what, what do we feel about family? Yeah. How do, how important is it to us? How do it? And and I think the thing I love about this, and like I said, this is our one of our family movies. I've shared this with my kids in the last, you know, over the last twenty years. They've seen it when they were young, and we watch it all the time coming up. So I think it's just kind of one of those things that it communicates so much about how we feel about each other, yeah. and kind of how we feel about how family should be and operate, yeah. without being really like preachy about it. Yeah. So, um, That's good. but but again, it's like if you talk about this movie and you don't acknowledge, it's just 
Some of it's just corny, it's wacky, weird, it's corny, weird, and yeah. And and it's like it, I understand why people, if you initially watch it, you get to the first like forty minutes of it, you're like, what is I going on? What is happening here? I don't know. Yeah, and, but it, I think it's all in service of that last you know five minutes. Or yeah, something. for sure. Um, and so yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of my initial kind of review thoughts. I love that because when you talk about rewatching it, so I'm rewatching it. I've seen this is the third time I've seen this movie, so I've seen it the first time. And I just adored it. And then like a year or two later, it was even before we got married. I watched it again at some point. Yeah. And I, I loved it again. Watching it with her, I'm sitting there and I'm worried. I'm like, dang, like this is a good movie. But like I forgot the payoffs way at the end. And I'm just... And then we get to that last scene and just seeing her locked on the screen. And then even me, like, I'm like, dang, this is corny that I remember. Dang, this is so wacky. And then the last 15 minutes of the movie, I'm just, like, moved to tears. And I'm, like, choking up uh, for multiple scenes. You got the one with Goob at the ball field. You Uh, got him and his mother. Then you got his dad talking to him. Like, it's not even, sorry, not his dad. You got his future self talking to him. It's just like, oh, my god. It is a chain reaction of teary moments that just kind of, like, and it's, like, so the first First thing happens, and you see that, and you're like, "I'm okay, I'm okay, I can, yeah. I'm together, I'm together." Yeah. Then, you, then you see Goob like getting adopted, and you're like, "Goob's getting adopted!" And he has a trophy <laughs> sitting next to him. And he's so excited, and you're like, "Goob's getting adopted!" And then you see, and it just keeps going. And then you're like, "They bought an, they bought the observatory," and, yeah. and you're like. I can't, and it's like, hey, Niagara Falls, here we go. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, I, I love that. I love it I so much. Too. It's so, and it's, I'll say this, I think it's so intentional. That's what I love about it is. Yeah. The, the, it's the, like intentionally messy at the beginning. Exactly. And then it all just like. And, 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 and there, you know, my understanding is is that the, the, the director of this movie was adopted himself. Oh. No way. So that this is this is part of the reason he wanted to make the movie is is to talk about the the adoption experience and kind of being from that position. And I don't know exactly to all of what extent his life. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he wasn't a 12 year old or 13 year old, uh, you know, inventor who tra- to travel through time. But uh, <laughs> but I think I think that's a safe becomes, assumption. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think it becomes important. I think it really informs your view of like. There's so much part about it, even the emotional payoff, I think, at the end could be read as being overly saccharine or overly, but I think it comes, if you know where it's coming from, I think it lands, to me, it lands sincerely, and I've never read it as being anything but that. Yeah, I love it. You and I are going to have to uh, let Courtney speak. Talk a little bit, yeah. (laughs) I'm 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 just listening. She is. Courtney, what are your, your, so real quick, before Courtney goes, John and I, uh, we could talk the, we could talk the ears. (laughs) We could talk you guys a, could both talk to a wall. We could. We, 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 we could talk a, the squirrel out of a walnut tree. And uh, so yeah. we're going to let Courtney talk for a little while. We're going to try our best not to jump in. Courtney, <laughs> this is your first time seeing this movie. It's my first time watching this movie. I feel... Now I'm just like listening to you guys talk and I'm like, is there something wrong with me? I didn't have the urge to cry one time. Oh, I'm over there <laughs> but, like... Um, I feel like it just like is a testimony to like our different life experiences and like, okay, we've all obviously had a very different journey, childhood, childhood upbringing, even a different adult life. And so to see what kind of different reactions movies like this Mm. can pull from people is really cool. Um, so yeah, but I have to say, I definitely thought this movie was a little wild. I thought... (laughs) A little. A little wild. Um, I kind of want to live in their house. 
Yeah. Yes. So cool. Really bad. I'm like, a, I need a doorbell like that. I my, need. I need um, a bubble future. I need a whole <laughs> bubble future. future. Everything's in bubbles <laughs> and tubes. I want yeah. all of that. Yeah. I need like <laughs> trampoline grass pouch, <laughs> patches. Like I need it all. I need the twins living in the in the in plants the bushes, in front oh, of the bushes yeah. before the doorbell. Arguing I about the doorbell. I, I need decline. a squid butler. Two to one two or two to zero, whatever it was. <laughs> Don't press that one. You'll get a rash. I was like, I was watching. I was watching. It's dry. It's just a dry delivery. Don't press that one. You'll get a rash. And I'm like, okay, I'm not pressing that. Next. So funny. Yeah. Um, But it is really, it's, it has a lot of really quirky humor. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I felt like um, watching you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I can kind of like that, that, even though it was so simple, that Walt Disney quote at the end. Uh, that, man. Yeah. I think the only time that I was like almost like teary eyed was when the quote came up and I was yeah. like, oh. And then, it, and then the words faded. And, and then it, it was just keep moving forward. Keep and moving the, forward. Keep moving forward. Man. And we're going to talk more about that when we get to yeah, the oh my God. We'll probably sound that for a long time. Okay. All right. Here we go. Corey, we're going to let you keep talking. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to go favorite character. And okay, we'll let, let, you, we'll let up, you go first. Let me pull up the characters. Yeah. Okay. Pull up the characters. Um, there's so many characters. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we, once you get to pull it pulled up, when me and John get to when we're sharing, will you just spin your... Uh, she has this, her yeah, iPad. She's a professional... Here's the thing I don't like about... I don't know. I need to maybe find a better website. But like on Google, I yeah, like it doesn't show like the pictures it just, of the it, character. The, pic, the animated pictures of the character it shows the like real life person of the person who's. I, I was going to say, I'm I, like, I, oh. I, with the number of characters that are in this movie that all can have similar hairstyles, if they showed you pictures of the characters, I, I probably still would still I be confused. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them. Honestly, same. Um, I would have to say I really like the mom, or I guess. The I don't even know what her actual name is. Franny. 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 Is that the mom? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like the mom Wilbur's a lot. Wilbur's mom. Yes, Wilbur's mom. I like her a Cornelius lot. Cornelius' wife. Yes. And I thought it was so cute at the end how they kind of like, when he's at the science fair and his thing is successful and he like, you can kind of tell that even though he knows what's going to happen, like seeing it all like play out like the science fair judge and her husband like kind of like looking at each other like man we want this kid and then him like looking at franny with the frogs and being like oh my gosh i'm gonna marry her she doesn't know it yet but like in the future we're gonna have this wonderful family and then he says you're right you're right yeah that was that was i mean it was it It kind of hit yeah yeah and it was like cool to watch it all come full circle so i just i don't know i think i'm crazy (laughs) and he's like no she goes, I mean, whole, you are. You're you trying to teach frogs how to sing but and dance, but she does it's it. fine. She does it. She actually it's not crazy it. if you do it. <laughs> the coolest I mean, frogs, by the way. Those yeah. are the coolest. The outside bar? The outside frog bar. And all the all the. Did I miss bar. this? Yeah, probably. So the, when he when he puts the hat on the frog and controls him for a little bit, he's he, like he literally um, uh, bowler hat guy's like, oh, that's the perfect target. The frog's that outside bar, and he like sends a mini hat over there. <laughs> All right, continue, Courtney. Oh my god, it's so good. I think I also just really like Lewis. Yeah. That is a weird pick for you. She's not a main character. I'm picker. not a main oh, character, really? she, yeah. character gal. I'm, I'm a main character guy. I like when we whatever movies we do. I typically the main character. Really, I, you know what? I take the I take it hook line and sinker. I'm like we're watching a Bug's Life. I'm like flick. I love him so much. You know what I mean? But she she finds she finds the beauty in the side characters. Usually. No, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's all. 
Okay. Someone else go. All right. Johnny boy. Uh, favorite character. Yeah. Uh, so this is, I don't know, this may seem weird, but I really love Goob. Oh. I, and, I, and I love Bowler Not Hat Bowler Hat You like Bowler Hat I love okay. Bowler Hat Guy, too, okay. for different things, but I... Okay. I love, I love Goob. I'm here for it. I'm because, here for it. I mean, Goob... Here's the thing. If any normal person was stuck at, with, with this, with Lewis as a roommate... Yeah. And to talk not, about it, to not be angry, to not be to all not, the time, to not be, you know, to take it all in stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's even like the dynamics of their early relationship. I think early in the movie, Lewis is working on an invention and Goob's like talking about the, yeah, so we got a pretty big game coming up and then, and then, and Lewis gives him no nothing, attention, nothing. And I was like, Goob, you were just a sweetheart of a kid yeah. who just wants like someone to pay, be just a little bit interested in him. And 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 to me, that's where I think I love Goob. I love Goob so much, and and that's where like we talk about it. seeing him get adopted at the end of the movie. You're like, ah, oh, they're so good for him. I'm so excited. Yeah. But I also love Bowler Hat Guy because through the course of the movie, Bowler Hat Guy is really never a villain. No, he's not. He's no. hurt. Yes. Doris is the villain. Oh. Yeah. But he's he's manipulated by someone who has evil intentions. Yeah. But the Bowler Hat Guy Ooh. left if left to his own devices wanted to. TP Robinson's he house. To egg yeah. the house yeah. TP it. He's like, I've got a good idea. And it's like, <laughs> no, we're going to do it. And to me, I'm like, that to me is where I feel so sympathetic to. Here's a guy who basically life never worked out for yeah. him. And you had to watch a guy who everything worked out for him. And yeah. he never rises to anything more malicious than I'm going to throw eggs or I'm going to do a thing. TP your house. Yeah, TP your and house. It's going to be your demise. And I think and I think that's what's so great. And so I, I love, I what love. A, uh, what a take. I love Goob. Um, I love. I'll tell you the other person. I love. I love Wilbur. Wilbur's kind of main character energy there. Yeah. Um, the the son. son. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I like love, every time he like does the little like whistle thing and like throws the paper back at him. Because I also think there's something so endearing about the the 12 year old mental process that says, "I am totally going to get in trouble," because this thing has now been destroyed and or broken or stolen because of something I messed up. And if my parents find out, they may be mad at me forever. So who do I need to go back and find to help me? My Let dad. me get my dad before he knows. Like, I love that kind of energy. It's a cool concept. And then when he says at the end, too, like, who would have guessed that my dad was my best friend? Would oh. be my best friend? Oh. And it was just kind of like... Love that. And 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 it, to me, it got, kind of, both of those characters really just goes to the underpinnings, the emotional kind of underpinnings of everything in the movie, because it's all about connections and relationships yeah. and yeah. finding acceptance and belonging and all that. So those are two. I think those are my favorite characters. I love that, John. Okay, thinking about it, I also like the robot. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah. That's like Wilbur's. Like, he's fantastic. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what he's. What's his name again? What's his? What his purpose or name is, but he, well, he he just kind of helps him with things. I think he's like another butler. Like he, yeah. he, you know what? I think his actual purpose is. I don't think they don't say. It. I bet his. I think he's almost like his job is to look after Wilbur. Yeah, I, I think that's what I took. It kind of took it. Took it, it away. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of like his like personal like kind friend. of a, kind of a toy, kind of a friend, yes. kind of a, a nanny. Almost but. like maybe an invention that that Cornelius tried to make, but like it wasn't. It was good enough that they didn't need to destroy it. But you know what I mean. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'll let my son have it. You know, it's what it kind of seems like. My favorite character is, I think my favorite character is Cornelius. Oh, yeah. Like, Lewis grown up. I, mm-hmm. I really, like, the, the maturity that he has. To, Tom Selleck. Yes. Tom Selleck. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
That was so funny. Um, there's this moment in the movie when they're like, "What does my what does he look? What does your dad look like?" And he's like, basically like Tom like Tom Selleck because he can't say <laughs> it looks like you because he literally looks just like him. Um, and Tom Selleck looks nothing, nothing like, like nothing him. Like no, him. I, I love Tom Selleck. Though. But they did get him as the voice actor for Cornelius. That's they, what I thought was such a classic. That was so classic. That was so what a so great classic. little touch. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I love Cornelius because he has this conversation with his past self, mm. and he does it as a father figure. Like he like so wise like, well your future is up to you like I mean we have all this right now but he doesn't even tell him like you have to go back and do all these things to yeah. make sure that this happens he just said it's up to you the decisions you yeah. make like like it's so mature so wise because he knew deep down that Lewis wanted this and so he's yeah. like but it's up to you you have to go back and make the right decisions and live the right life and, 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 and so I love Cornelius and then right next to him would be Lewis I loved Lewis um, I love that this is going to sound really really bad but the moment Lewis gets caught up with inventing instead of worrying about being adopted, I kind of liked that for a weird reason. Yeah. I was almost like he's he's I you know what? He just got caught up in the fact of like I really love to do this thing and I'm not gonna worry about if I find a home or not. I'm just gonna worry about doing what I love. And I'm just gonna keep doing that and yeah. see where it takes me. And you find out later that like that eventually is what makes him find his family. Because he goes to the, that fair and then it Yes, Luna, we know. Um, she's co-signing. Yeah, she's co-signing on this. But yeah, I, I really like I, Lewis and Cornelius. Um, go, Courtney. She's okay. got her hand raised. I just had a thought. I was looking at pictures and like things of whatever. The T-Rex. Love the when T-Rex. he does oh not God. have the hat on. Third favorite character. And just the way that they like almost like go over to him and he's just like almost like cradling himself just rocking back and like, forth so hilarious hilarious so great. the T-Rex is a great character he's a great uh, funny uh, why aren't you seizing the boy because I have a big head and little mm-hmm. arms and I don't think that you thought out this plan as much as you thought you did <laughs> <laughs> And the frog, and that's why I love it because it's the follow up to the frog joke where he's like, Cease the boy. And he's like, I have, there's like a million people over there and I got little arms and I don't think you thought this plan out very well. Yeah. Some of the comedic parts of this movie are just absolutely hysterical. And uh, Goob just can't get it right, which is funny though because he seems like a smart little kid. But as yeah. an adult, you know, you know why though? Because he never went to school or anything. Never so, matured. Yeah, never just matured. Stayed, that's right. That's stayed. exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah, and but I also love is he's the epitome. The Buller Hat guy, older group, is the epitome of like every villain archetype. He's the snidely whiplash. It's the literally has the mustache to twirl, and he he looks yeah. devious, and he's all all Dastardly. the time. Yeah. But he's just the he's the most simple, straightforward and, and actually I think he referenced it. It's one of the parts that I think that I think is very sad and tragic is when they offer to adopt him and he doesn't know how to accept that. So he just runs. And he runs off and hides behind the bush. Yeah. And you see him later on, he comes back and looks and sees that they're still there and he still runs off. I'm like I think I didn't realize, I don't think I've think ever noticed that in the movie until this time, walk through that was and watch through. And, I, and that hit me in a way, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was sad. But but I think it's enough that he doesn't have to be angry. You know, it's like, oh, so that's, you know. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, I thought that scene hit me. It was like that was the beginning scene of all the feels starting to hit. Yes. I just had this thought because it's like, I don't know, just like self-reflecting. Like how many times are we offered love and acceptance and we run the other way? 
because yeah. we don't know how that's to handle deep. it. That's deep. No, we don't know what to do with it. We're getting into life <gasps> application here. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's the uh, he, all he ever wanted was be accepted, and um, Lewis now Cornelius lived the life he's always wanted, and then literally the same family that he's always wanted to be offers him to be a part of it, and he he runs away. He runs away. He doesn't know what to do with it. Man, that's deep. It. That's deep. Which, which I mean, begs. I would love to then see a follow up to this movie. I would too. Whereas, like, they they team up to hunt Boiler Hat guy, get goob down to like, no, 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 we're gonna forcibly bring yeah. you into our bring family. you into our You're family. You're gonna get loved one way or another. You know what I would love to see there. movie of? I would love to see like a short film of like what happened to Goob um, after he caught the ball. Oh, like, where did his life go? Like, yeah. <laughs> what happened to him? Yeah, like, after he got adopted, like, is his future still the same as, like, Bowler Hat Guy? Or did it change? I know, I imagine. He made his own, but we're going to get, when we get themes, I want to talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, but he definitely let that one drop catch uh, mm. <laughs> impact him deeply. Oh, my God. Um, um, fun fact. I there was a facts. sequel. It got canceled. Oh. oh. Big sad. Big sad Disney. I know, oh, but not not necessarily surprising because yeah, yeah. This it's is a little wacky. Not that, everyone's fave. Yeah, yeah, not everyone's fave. I don't see this being the kind of movie where they're hurrying out to make you know Happy Meal toys out of it. Or that's whatever, so true. Know? That's so true. <laughs> I mean, You're right. I want my own Carl the Rob or robot to play with. Yeah, same. This is gonna be a hard question because I I've been thinking about it for the last like probably three minutes because I knew it was coming up and I can't I can't get it so I'm just gonna lob it. Whoever wants to take it first, who's your least favorite character in this movie? That is a hard question. Well, got it. I, it, I have an answer. Okay, I love and, and I, I I know this is a Disney podcast. I don't want to get all political. Okay, go for it. Please do. But I am just opposed. Just don't get us canceled. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I have no problem taking a firm stand on this position. I am opposed to the advocation of wearing clothes backwards in all of its forms. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So Grandpa Bud. He's the character that bugged me the most, though. Yeah. I didn't want to say he was my least favorite, but I think you're right. I. I, I but... but I love the way Grandpa Bud comes back through at the end, and when he sees Lewis and is so excited, like, yeah. that redeems him. Yeah. So, But I'm just going to say, like... I have a feeling there's some counseling or something that could have taken place in this man's life that would have at least gotten to like wear clothes forward once. You're a love. And you're then a have lovely, a smiley face on the back of a set. Yeah, you're, you're a lovely man, but you might be schizophrenic. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there may be medical help yeah. that can help you with this, and it's no problem. Listen, it's, it's fine. We not love a, you. It's not a. It's not bad to ask for help when no, you know you need no. it. No, if you feel a little backwards. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, when, when, we when I was looking at that, though, his least favorite character, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that, I'm that, with you. I'm or, with you." I will say the character I think that is probably in watching this movie now that I think is I may be the most problematic character if we want to just say it is the Uncle Joe character who looks like one of the humans from Wally. Yes, where he's sitting in the and he's getting time. mad because they can't get him the freaking peanut, peanut, peanut butter and jelly, jelly. And he sucks his thumb and he gets really mad. He never says anything that, all the time. That's my least favorite character. That's and, it. And and there's a man who's married to a puppet on his hand, which again you watch it now and you go, I'm a little bothered by all of this. Yes, this is such a and, weird family. And it's like, and that's their son and daughter. And I'm like, okay, just don't think about it. Just it's it's all fine. It's all it's all fine. Like I wonder. I don't know. I just wonder what kind of trauma happened to, to that he needed to replace his wife with a puppet. Who is not a very nice person. She's no. a very mean puppet. Grumpy. They yeah. even describe her as grumpy because Lewis is like, oh, she's a 
she's like, and they grumpy. say grumpy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, she's a puppet. <laughs> I think she even hits him at one point or says something. Like, I was like, okay, okay, they're all weird. It's they're fine. all weird. It's, it's okay. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> great take. I'm with you. The backwards thing bothered me. I'm like, please let it be shtick. Yeah. Like, you're doing this for a couple hours and you're going to switch back? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, this is you. I, or just the, a line of dialogue that explained where, why he does where it. it's like it's like you know this way I can see always see where I've been or I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm always looking forward but I'm not going backwards or some weirdo something give me something no yeah. no, no you get no you get nothing you get nothing, you get nothing. Yeah. I'm just insane okay Courtney <laughs> Courtney who's your least favorite character okay I think I have a hot take all right mm. she normally does she likes to drop these bombs okay. I also said he was my favorite character, but I think Lewis is one of the most problematic because he likes stifles himself a lot. And I think if he just would get out of his own way, he would. Okay. I don't know. These are my thoughts. That is a hot take. These are your thoughts. I'm not saying he's like the worst character, but I'm saying like. No, I get what you're saying. Lewis is Lewis's biggest problem. Yeah. Until he. Well, that, that, that's the thing. That's why I was so... so uh, it all came back to the science fair. His success at the science fair taught him that he could be an inventor. Yeah. Like the moment that they could see the dreams or the, the, the past memories on the screen, that was what... So that's why Bowler Hat Guy was obsessed with sabotaging that. And that's why Wilbur came back to try to make sure Bowler Hat Guy didn't sabotage that. As that was the moment that Lewis went from being a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich making inventor to being like a... Oh my gosh! You can put people's thoughts on a screen. Let me change the world with everything. Inventor. But I also think it's interesting because it kind of creates a feedback thing of where it was also part of his confidence of knowing he'd seen the future that he created by being yeah. that person. So because he had such a vivid picture of what that actually was, the, what the reality of that looked like, I think that gave him the confidence to then say, "Come back and say, I know I'm going to be a success with this if right. I just keep following it." Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of this movie. When I think about it, and we're not, I know we're not getting ahead of the themes, but I think part of that is also an issue of if you know you're going to be successful, what would you try? Right. Yeah. What would you, if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. But also, I think it's, I think, and I think also the big issue too is, is once he knew he was accepted. Once he knew he had a family, once he knew he was loved, yeah. it was so much easier to come back and say, let me be the guy then who responds as if I'm already loved and accepted and cared for yeah. instead of doing all this stuff trying to earn it or convince people to do yeah. it. That's I think so that's good. so, you know. Yeah. That's so good. That's deep. But like like you're saying, but he is his own worst enemy for a lot of it because he's, you know. Yeah. I think a thought I had while you were sharing yours, John, was the grandpa bud. I just, the whole no teeth thing. When he shows everyone his gums, really freaks me out. Not a little traumatic for me, to be honest. Um, I just... Is that your least favorite character? I, I'm just sharing a character that I just... I don't know. Yeah. These are just my thoughts. Grandpa Bud's pretty. Um, yeah. He reminds me... You know the Pixar short where the old guy is playing chess in the park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. reminds me of him. He's, he's a guy that also paints... Uh, fixes Woody up in, um, in yes. Star Wars too. Oh, there we go. Gerald's... Yes. It's called... Uh, Oh, Gerald's game? I think so. I could be wrong. My least favorite character is um, is the guy that looks like he's from Wally with the peanut butter and jelly thing. <laughs> that, that's my least favorite character. He's the only one to me where it's they're just so this whole family's exceptional. 
Right, exceptional. And he's just this lazy guy sitting no, on the chair. No, 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 no. Doesn't yes, talk. Yeah, that's true. But like, they're all exceptional. Even the grandpa with backwards clothes. He's like, whatever. The, the intergalactic pizza delivery space they're hero. All just yeah. eccentric. <laughs> and then you have this guy voiced by Adam West, which is still like Adam. I told favorite. that I, I called. I knew it was Adam yeah. West. I well, I was, was like, West. this sounds like the guy who plays. Kronk and Emperor's New Groove, and he was like, no, 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 this is Adam West. No, 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 That's Adam West, Shades of Batman 66. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And he voices Mayor Adam West on Family Guy for 20 years. He passed away, and so now they had to replace him, which is really sad. But Adam West, man, pour one out. Pour one out. Pour one out. But... That that one was the only character that I was like, you are the one that's. <sighs> that was the only one that bothered me because I was like, you're suck, sucking on your thumb, waiting for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. That bothered me. I don't know why it bothered me. It just bothered me. I tell you what's interesting though, and 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 I think I think we all respond to like, and I think this goes to almost like the family dynamic of everybody in the family being different. And they're allowed to be different. Yeah, which and, is and not even not even exceptional. Just different. Some are, they're all just different. Yeah, and that, that family has no problem seeing his place in being one of the different members of the family who's just there. I think it reads differently twenty years later or whatever, uh, especially post Wally, because that was my immediate thought. I was like, oh my gosh, that's he's from Wally. That's he's immediately yeah. from Wally. Um, and I think, you know, any family member who allowed somebody to be, act like that, we'd be like, ah, oh, you're enabling. I think there's some codependency here. I think there's some things happening. Yeah. But as a kid's movie where, you know, you've got the one the one uh, aunt or uncle who, or she loves her trains, and then the other one... Uh, Shooting sausages and meatballs out of a gun. Gun, out of his yeah. gun cannon. Yeah, meat cannon. Um, like the, I, the superhero pizza delivery man. <laughs> And, and, and again, for a movie that just that is so sweet and endearing, I think in so many ways, had no problem just stopping in the middle of a movie for a, a like a four or five minute kung fu sequence. With the lips didn't with sync the, up. The lip sync, yeah, the sync was off, and they're shooting meatballs at each other and bouncing. And I was just like, I thought I thought it was delightful because I was like, that's just weird and indulgent, but okay. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I thought it was cool. I was almost like Disney was like, let's just have fun with this. Yeah, I was. I get, so every time I watch this movie, I get the sense that his boss wasn't paying attention to what they were doing when they were making this movie. <laughs> That's not a bad take, honestly. That like that, like this movie got made and somebody forgot. Like somebody we, didn't like like they're like he sent it away to editing or whatever, yeah. and they they like, didn't pay attention. Well, I, I <laughs> they're like just keep it under two hours. Exactly. <laughs> Let it go. I literally think this because there's no. It's not an IP that has it's, that doesn't use major Disney IP. So there's no established Disney characters. It's not a major book series that anybody knows. It's not a series yeah. that I make. I feel like they just gave this guy a little bit of money and some random illustrators back in like early 2000s and said, oh, did we tell, did we green like that? We <laughs> no, did. Well, we spent millions on it. We yeah, gotta release just, it now. Let's go ahead and put it out there and just, if they ask questions, just disavow. Disavow. Yeah. Let's put a really cool ending. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Is he shooting a sausage out of a cannon? Is that man sucking his thumb? Or what are we doing? Yeah, over a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Peanut- <laughs> That's fine. There's a talking T-Rex. Okay. Um, there's talking frogs that can sing. <laughs> um, yeah, there there are some uh, there's some crazy stuff. Um, I think we pretty much covered characters. Any other characters I want to talk about for me to the next questions? Any anything else set out to you that you love that you want to talk about? I, I will. I will say. I think one of the things I, in watching, rewatching it, I think that really helped me was um, when he goes back to see 
him's mom drop him off. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a little bit ahead, but he goes to mm-hmm. see yeah. goes to see that. I think I kind of interpreted it this way is that um, the the lady who is the caregiver for the orphanage. I think she's such a great character. <gasps> I forgot and about she's her. Not, she's I only agree. in the beginning and end of the, the movie. End, yes. The well, she's kind of in between. The like, she's yeah. like, oh, you, you have an appointment to meet this people. Because because that could be that character could be so nondescript or everything else. But I think she translates as being so caring. But I think the thing I kind of read this time when I was watching it was she was his mom. Yeah. For so many intents and purposes. Oh. So when he was back to try to meet his see his mom and all that. Yeah. When, who he really sees clear as day is this woman pick him up when he was a baby yeah. and immediately accept and love him there. So I thought that was super powerful Oh, man, too. that's deep. That's so good, John. Yeah. Yeah. And she was so sweet to him and Goob and every other. And, and she's, make sure you're back here at this time and wear your best clothes because this person wants. She was more excited at the idea of him getting adopted he than was. he was. I know. And I was like. I know. Like she was almost as excited and like tearful when like he drove away in the car. Yeah. Yes. Like oh. She was just so like, and the fact that he turned around to like wave and like say goodbye to her as he was driving away. It makes me hope such... that they kept in touch. Oh God! You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hope that, like I hope that they send each other Christmas cards. I hope that maybe she comes to like his in his, his science, science fairs, fairs or or if he was a student, it did. She has like, like all the newspaper clippings. Yeah, sort of, like, I hope she, has she all does. The story I really saved do. on her, you know, like yeah. oh, we did this and yeah. I love that. Okay, so characters build build movies, right? <laughs> And Facts. Then, and then we move to scenes. Ooh. We push the, the movie forward. So, uh, Courtney, I would like for you to lead off. I'm so sorry. Um, I wasn't prepared for this. Favorite scene. Okay. My favorite scene, I think, is actually when Lewis, like, goes up the tube and runs into the grandpa, Grandpa Bud. And they're kind of, like, exploring the house trying to get back to the garage because he's a sweet old man. Had no clue where they're going. No clue what's going on where they're at. Up through the toilet, just yeah. It's that was sight gags, just and, but what yeah, was, sight gags. You're right. It's like shtick. But what was funny <laughs> is that like, what's his name, Wilbur? Yeah. Wilbur was like going behind them in the Chasing exact them. spots that they were in. Like he knew where Grandpa Bud would have taken he them. He was just one step behind. Yeah, it just was very, really, I don't know, just fun, <clears throat> quirky, exciting. I just loved it. I think that's it. Okay. John, what's your favorite scene? I I think you referenced it earlier. I think the scene that always tickles me is well there's two. It's always the 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 tyrannosaurus, the dinosaur chasing <gasps> I Lewis. Yes. And it's the I got a big head and little arms. That is code. And I don't think you thought this through. Yeah. <laughs> that that is code in our family for like Hey, why didn't this get done? What's happening? What ha- why didn't we do th- what happened to the thing? And it's like, you got a big head and little arms. It's just basically like I'm not equipped to do the thing you're asking me to do it anyway. Oh, wow. I love that. So that's our that's our code language. I love that. It's like, why didn't we did you do this? Did you get your homework done? I got a big head and little arms. It's like, oh. I love that, John. That's so beautiful. That's I mean, that's Darnell's talking idioms and stories, so that's kind of ours. I love that. Um, I love that one and and the uh, of course, I mean, again, I'm going to say anything that's not the end of the movie, because I think the end of the movie is a whole separate kind of... Obviously, I've already kind of spoken about my feelings about the end of the movie. Um, but it's that, and then it's... Um, I love Goob 
sitting at the diner talking to Doris about how he's going to get revenge, and he has the pink rainbow unicorn notebook, and and is and like the, and, the, and the drink in front of him, <laughs> and he's got and he's like his plan. He holds up the to- roll of toilet paper. He literally. I I just think I just love. Because to me, it communicates again. This is not a malicious person. No, this is, no. He, is, he is completely acting. He's just out. hurt. And and there's. I will say, I do love kind of that dystopian future picture too, where um, uh, where Doris has taken over the future and is manufacturing, and everybody's got the bowler hats on, and it's kind of like Borg, where the, there's the fog and the darkness, and you see the red eyes come up, and it's kind of Terminator. I think that's great. I think it's just a cool nice deal. touch too. But yeah, I think those are like my moments. I just they tickle me every time I see it. I love that. I love that. Um, since we're since we're keeping away from the ending scenes because those are those are so stellar, and we'll talk we'll talk about those a lot when we get to themes. Um, I think my favorite scene is is also. Uh, oh, nope, nope. I, I just got it. My favorite scene is the frogs at the bar. Oh, the frogs at the bar. Just he's like he walks up like hey. Hey, Frankie, don't Ray, Frankie, yeah. joke about the bullfrog. Uh, yeah. He's like, not yeah, with my umbrella. Not, yeah, exactly. And then he orders a drink, and then he goes to the uh, the the fly thing, the, the releaser, and, yeah, whatever, the, their jukebox, and he eats it. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know why I love that scene so much. I love the T-Rex scene. It's embedded in mine. I even told Courtney, was, I was like, I said, Court, I literally told her, I said, Courtney, the funniest scene in the whole movie is coming up. Like, and You and, have to pay attention. Yeah, and then, you have to. And then 10 seconds later, why aren't you seeing the boy? Because it was ball head. <laughs> All right, be good. It's ball arm. I don't think you thought this through very well. He just, <laughs> he just <laughs> It's so good. But to your point too, like it's it's also the fact that when they finally the bowler hat off him, the T Rex just like the family's all talking and they forgot that there was a T Rex. T Rex in the yard. Like, he's like a little kid, just you know, happy and you know, hey. This is accentuated by the fact that we watched the Good Dinosaur and recorded that episode yesterday. Oh my gosh! And the T Rexes in that one are like the kindest animals yeah. in the whole movie. <laughs> it makes me think like this is a little deep for like a funny T Rex moment, but like how many times do we think people or things are malicious and really they're just. They're not, and they're like childlike. We just put yeah. a, a darker spin on them than what needs to be. Well, it's like when you go to the zoo um, and you watch a tiger play with a toy they put in there, and you're like, mm. you're just a big cat. Yeah. Like you've learned, you have to hunt to survive in the wild, but like it, you're nothing more than a big house cat. And who would kill me in an instant? In, in an instant. But you know what? Yeah, you, you, yeah. you take that tiger and you bring it into your home, and. Oh, and I mean, Twenty years later, you, you, they, it has it has cubs and from cubs a, and cubs from a and child, cubs from a baby from a baby. But no, but then it has cubs and cubs, it. and then you have in twenty years you have a you have a tiger that that will sleep in your bed and love you. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's like one of those things where like they're just acting on their instinct from the wild. That's why people don't. Oh, a gris grizzly bear that I took in the captivity <laughs> killed me. I was like, well, yeah, because you. You literally took it out or, of the woods. Is this becoming a Tiger King podcast? No, it's not. I'm like concerned that you think it would be okay to take a tiger and put it in your bed I, with you. I would <laughs> never know. Courtney, I was just okay. going to say, I just I saw the gleam in his eye, too, when he started talking about how <laughs> domesticating a tiger. So, Our dogs are descendants of wolves. I'm not saying they're not, but like... I would not take a tiger from the jungle and put it in the bed with us. I wouldn't even put a tiger cub in our house. Oh, I would. (laughs) (laughs) A cub, like a baby baby? Oh, yeah. Just for a day. Just for a day. That'd be so fun. 
You're concerning me. <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm a big, I will say this, I have to say, I'm a big, uh, big fan of um, not bringing animals into captivity. Like if, you're, if you're domesticated animals and you're supposed to be in captivity, great, but I'm a big fan of like, tigers are meant to be in the jungle. Lions or, are meant or, to be. Or, yeah, or like if they've been, if they've been injured in such a way where they can never be released back. That's oh, the yeah. Jacksonville Zoo people. They do that I a lo- lot with, that's how they get a lot of their animals, like the hawks, or no, the eagles, the bald eagles that they have, yeah. they can't fly I anymore. I so mad whenever we walk through the Florida exhibit people like, are like, they don't fly. Oh, why, why are, why are we have eagles in captivity? This is against America. I'm like, they're here because they can't fly. Yeah, they are actually saving their lives. We're saving Literally. Their lives. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I, I think that's what zoos should be. Zoos I, should I think, be, it should be zoological parks, right? Where there's animals that can't survive in the wild. So you bring them in and then people can be educated yeah. about the animal and about how you can conserve it and how you can be a better person. I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And that's, I, you know, not to make this a Jacksonville zoo advertisement, but <laughs> we love the zoo. Though. Paper, Paper. Paper. We're by the Jacksonville please, Zoo. Please yeah. Okay, fun fact: we got engaged at the zoo. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, we did. What, what, the, what part of the zoo? The Asian Botanical garden. garden. Oh, of course. That's yes. so. That's beautiful. right. I crushed it. Right. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> there's a video of it on. There's a video of it on YouTube, and a guy in a Batman shirt walks in between us. Perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, it literally was meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. I, I don't. No, she says that in a way that there's a slight little bit of, you know, like, oh. But all, I can, hear, all like, I can hear is, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Michael Keaton's like rising from the water. TJ's like, crushed it. <laughs> crushed it. That's fine. He's Batman. <laughs> Batman, would you bless our marriage? Um, but yeah, no, I, the Jacksonville Zoo, if you if you uh, listen to this podcast and you live in Jacksonville and you have a so good. Yeah, you have to go. It's fantastic. Fantastic! It's actually um, I'm going to go ahead and go on my pedestal here, because the Jacksonville Zoo is in the top ten zoos in America. So people often look down on the Jacksonville Zoo, but it's up there with the San Diego Zoo, the New York Zoo. It's a fan- St. Louis it's Zoo. A San Louis Zoo. It's a fantastic zoo. It's so it's, good. It's so good, and it's intentional. And they they have good food, good drinks. They have like beer gardens now there, and they do like brew with the zoo and stuff like that. It's it's really really cool. Yeah. The Halloween thing, the um, zoo lights, the Christmas yeah, thing is man, so good. It, so it's, yeah, we're blessed to have it. Their butterfly t- garden. The butterfly garden is fantastic. Uh, you know, we always used to get trapped into feeding the little hummingbirds or whatever, <gasps> the, the sugar water and yeah, all of that. Kind it's of so stuff. fantastic. So, so good. Yeah, I agree. Cosine, 100%. Yeah, cosine, I love it. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, favorite scenes. <laughs> the zoo, tigers living in your you know, home. Oh, our favorite yeah. scenes we did, right? You went, favorite scenes, you went, yeah. You went, okay. Least favorite scene. Mm. This one can be tough too. Okay. When you find out that Doris, that's the hat, right? Doris is manipulating Goob. Yeah. Zero out of ten. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I actually agree. I think that's a unanimous one there. I again I, I think I think if you don't have the tolerance for it, the 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 part where they basically do the whole introduce you to all the different wacky family members. That can be a little much to take in. Like it's, it's. I think they they walk you to the line of like I may be done watching. This I'm movie overstimulated now. now. Yeah, I, I can't. You're asking me to keep in mind too many things that are just weird for the sake of being weird. That don't, you know. It's like frankly, the train lady doesn't really add. Frank, there's like a lot of them that don't really yeah. do a thing. You're right. You're right. Uh, but it's like, but I think it, it adds to this, the craziness of like, this is the big wild family he had. Cause if it was like three people, it'd be not the same. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that to me gets a little on the edge of being like, in hindsight, they could have cleaned it up a smidge. Yeah. yeah. 
and or found a way to integrate all of those people more into more intentional like what happened when the the T-Rex got loose like they all coordinated you know did their you know Avengers assemble and they teamed yeah. up to like stop the you know something like that yeah I agree I think that, that I told her we, we use this word um, what's the word we use when movies are clunky oh, that's good. a lot of a lot really good a lot of really good movies get a little clunky in the middle yeah um, there's been several movies that we've talked about where it's like man this is a good movie I love it but it gets a little clunky um, and then that's that's why I'll always say movies like Toy Story, uh, they just they always will hit because they don't get clunky. And no. Every so single street, scene yeah. is so it's perfect. Yeah. It's intentional. And, and, and again, when you're dealing with at that time, the technology only allows you to do so much. You have to milk it and squeeze. You have to yeah. milk the acting and the voice yeah. acting and the and the and the. And the you got to squeeze. Yeah, you, every scene. There's nothing extraneous. You don't have the time or the and space. They, and they to did make that. Yeah. Or Meet the Robinsons. In the middle, it does get clunky, and that's what we we were talking about before you even got here. I was like, there's a couple of scenes in this movie where it's just like, man, they, they missed a little bit, but we're, we're going to get to it when we get to themes. I can't yeah. wait. They just bring it home, though. That's the thing. They, the, they the bring word, this movie home. The word I would use to kind of describe it is, is it's indulgent. Yeah. Meaning, like, there was nobody in the room who said, is that necessary? Do we need to? And there's some movies that we watch and you're just yeah. like, yeah, you cut too much. But like this one yeah. of those movies, like I wish you, I wish there would have been somebody in the room. You could have done something to allow us to say, okay, we don't need to chase every gag, every psych. Yes. You know, like, and it was kind of like it was a writer's room where there were no bad ideas, yeah, but plenty of bad ideas, yeah. And yeah. The, and that somebody could have edited those into say, great, let's keep workshopping that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. they're like, that's a winner. It's like yeah. maybe not. Well, they, they yeah. did a whole thing. We were listening to the Office Ladies podcast. About the office, and the, one of the things that made that a great show is is that in the in the editor's room, mm. they did a great job of being like we are all like everybody that was on that show is an incredibly talented writer, mm. but everybody was also okay with their idea getting cut, and it was a perfect marriage of great ideas and great editing. Yeah, like I, I'll say that again, perfect, perfect collaboration of great ideas and great editing, and nobody's hurt, feelings were hurt. Yeah, maybe they were, but. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, because because it's in everybody's best interest to make the best, longest, most successful yeah. sitcom possible. Which versus, he did. And versus, I mean, you know, I think the opposite of that sometimes is like an SNL, yeah. where you see like this is a sketch that was completely indulgent. Someone just let it through as filler. It doesn't really have a point. They don't know how to get out of it. Only 50% of USA is going to find it pop like funny. Yeah. But it's okay yeah. because there's a new episode next week anyway. Exactly. Just right. keep throwing it against the wall. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think that's that's so important. And I think it's 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 one of those things where um you know, none of us are part of TV. None of us are <laughs> editors, but I think, that, not. think we we benefit from from that, you know. Oh yeah. Get a bunch of people with great ideas and then let them be okay with it being edited down. I think it's a formula which it's very rare to find. Um, okay, least favorite scene we were all pretty uh, pretty on board with. Favorite song, this wasn't a musical, but that ending song was powerful. It's so good. Yeah. You have any thoughts about music, Courtney? Um, I'm going to be really honest. Just like the frog bar scene, I don't know if I just like blocked out on the music. I don't remember any music So in I have movie. to come to her defense here is people that love this movie might scoff right now. This movie's very overstimulating. Very. There's, there's a ton like, going I, on. It's not like I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention. She was. Sometimes she I was. don't pay attention because I'm like, this movie sucks, but this movie She was good. trying to pay attention, but it was just a lot. There's so much. I just don't yeah. even remember. I think I was just focusing so much on the words and the actions of people that I just, the background noise and the songs and the music yeah. just kind of like faded away. The song was very powerful. I was surprised watching this time. I didn't realize that Danny Elfman 
uh, orchestra did the score. Yeah. And I think the I think the score I'll say just separate from for song. I think the score is really really great because. I think there's a, it's very upbeat, you know, I think Danny Elfman, you normally think of like, you know, Batman or some darker type themes. Yes. And this was very light and very, the future is here. It's yes. like all very, and I thought that was so, I so agree. spot on, spot on, spot on. And that the last song, the, the Rob Thomas song, um, again, I like, I already said it. It's I on didn't the list know of, that was Rob Thomas. I love yeah, Rob Thomas. Yeah, that's on the list of songs I just don't listen to. I cannot... Can't listen to it. It brings me to tears, and I think it's immediately just it immediately related back to the movie ah. and the, all the feelings of. What's the song called? Do you know? It's called Little Wonders. So it's funny after we watch this movie, I, and I'm normally not this transparent, but I was moved because the song reminded me. I was moved to listen to the song from Treasure Planet mm. called "I'm Still Here" by um, John Resnick. I went. I did a little run to the store, and uh, it was that same type of like. You know, late '90s, early 2000s vibe, <laughs> but very like emotional. And uh, Treasure Planet's movie that I love a lot, but like the song at the end was like it was moving and it had like that feel to it. And of course, Rob Thomas sang it. She's raising her hand. I just I don't want to forget my thought. I'm Go. looking at her Disney wiki. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow is in this movie. Really? Or it's at least on the soundtrack in the list of music Oh, I bet movie. they play I bet they play it the musical part the, of it. I bet they It might not be like the full like there's a great big But like the motif tomorrow. or something. But maybe there's like the, the instrumental, an instrumental part. Yes, that's huge, Courtney. Good well, catch. I was just saying, because one of the big sight gags when they, they introduce you to the future is they have Space Mountain. Yes. And then it says Today Land in yes. the Tomorrowland font. It's, it says Today Land. Today I'm Land. like, I love that. I'm a, I'm that. I'm a cornball for that kind of I love I it. I feel like I need to watch this movie again. I you feel do. like I missed a lot to. of things. Because I, yeah, I feel like I do not remember that at all. I caught things the third time, which yeah. was today that I watched that I didn't catch the first. Yeah, there, there's so much stuff. The Jonas Brothers also has a song in this. No way. Really? It's called Kids of the Future. I love that. I'm sure it's a banger. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's a banger. for life. Um, soundtrack score was good. Danny Elfman rocked it. Um, the ending song um, by Rob Thomas. Which I'm glad you told me it was by Rob Thomas. I'm gonna look it up after and listen. Probably listen to it before I go to sleep tonight. Um, go. It's it's the lyrics that always get me on that too, because it starts the lyrics start and I, and and they don't put all the lyrics from the from the verse and everything in the movie, um, but it's you know let it go, let it roll right off oh, your shoulder, don't you I know? I do remember this. The hardest part is over, so let it in, let the uh, let eternity resign you in the end. You can, we will only just remember how we feel. What's the song All called? Lives remain Little wonders. In these small hours, these. And to me, it's mm. so that song. And again, I, this way it gets really personally. That song is in, it directly tied to like my kids' infancy, their their little toddlerhood, their mm. their being young. So it's like it's like the kind of the thing of like as a dad, and especially being you know my kids are mostly grown and their teenage years. I think about like oh I remember my kids being two yeah. three four five yeah. six those and the and the and how little and how brief it is because in the moment you just they're every they're you know they have all the things going on so that to me is a I mean that is a direct emotional link back to that time period in my life where yeah. very very sentimental very very you know um, I'm very very tender in that place so it, that. that to me that's where I immediately kings back in at so I love that. Um, not saying on the podcast, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rob Thomas too. I love Matchbox 20. I'm a huge fan of that band. And, um, 
I, I just actually looked up a song on Spotify. I'm listening to it when we get done with recording. But um, yeah, I, Rob Thomas is fantastic. Oh, such a good song. Such a good song. Um, okay. Thanks, Courtney. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> since you just brought attention to yourself, is this movie under or overrated? Okay, I will tell you. This is what the internet says. IMDb, 6.8 out of 10. Boo. Rotten Tomatoes, 67%. Boo. Google, 81%. Okay, Google's Google's got it. <laughs> I can see how people just like dislike this movie. You ha- okay, I'm But I think it's a very enjoyable movie, and I think if you get past the quirkiness and the things that are maybe not needed, the indulgence part of it, yeah. I love that you use that word to describe some yeah. of this. You're right. Um, You're right. I think that it's very powerful and very moving. And I feel like a lot more people would really enjoy it if they would just like look past some of the quirkiness. Mm, that's good. I, I, I'll say too, I think without the quirkiness, this movie, there's not a lot of like stakes to it, I think. Yeah. Because if it's just, it, it becomes back to the future. Hey, we gotta, I gotta pick you back up to come back here to fix a thing, to go do a thing. Yeah. It, yeah. Very, very back to the future. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and I think that that becomes to me, like the story isn't about this, the story. Yeah. It's all about the people. And so mm. that's where I understand. But I, I think, I think that's fair. 6.8. I think that <laughs> might be fair. I, I would say, I think it's hard to say this movie's overrated because I don't think people like this movie. No, I don't and either. I don't think people know about this movie very much. And I don't yeah. think people genuinely like it. I would say it's boarding on underrated. Yeah. I would say. on underrated. But you're right. 6.8 is not about, if you're being honest, I, I, I love that you said that because a lot of people are like, oh, well, like this is 8 out of 10. I'm like, okay, well, you say everything's 8 out of 10. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, 6.8 out of 10 is fair. I feel like it's fair. It's fair. I think, I think it's an underrated movie. And that's where when we even first had our conversation, about hey, if we if you were to do a Disney movie, what would you talk yeah. about? I'm like meet the Robinsons. Yeah, what, what, like, what what in that? a heart hands down yeah. in a second because I don't feel like this is a movie that has that kind of awareness. You know, it's like you'll find and again I'm not saying there's plenty of people who will talk about Aladdin or Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast or any of the different versions of all the things that are out there, but this is one of those ones that I think is again I think it's one of the things it, it connects to you and you, it, it resonates in a way. It, you will never not see this movie and have it resonate with you. Yeah. Right. I agree. Let it speak to you, and if it speaks to you, watch it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I agree with both of you. I think that it's slightly underrated. I think that it could use... I think I think in, um, in Tomorrowland, it could definitely have a little bit of representation. Um, okay. Here's my thought. Uh-huh. I just clicked. The racetrack, the Tomorrowland Speedway, they changed the cars... Into time machines. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be cool. That's a good idea. These are my thoughts. That's I, a good idea. I would love to have a ride where they were going through like the fight with like the the, the meatballs and then the the, the pep, uh, peanut butter and jelly machine yes. that goes crazy and just I think that could be fun. But that'd be that'd be really fun. I agree with you. <gasps> I would, okay. I would love there to be a character <laughs> meet and greet, by the way. I agree. Just so, like, Grandpa Bud can show up there and I can be like, why? What is wrong with why, you? What is wrong Do you need a therapist? <laughs> I'll get you one. <laughs> so good. Okay. Since Buzz Lightyear, I mean, there's a whole Toy Story land in Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. Does Buzz Lightyear really need a place in Tomorrowland? Could they turn that into a fun Meet the Robinsons ride? I would almost agree with you. I don't. I, I think that Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland was great when Toy Story one and two was out, but now that Hollywood Studios literally has Toy Story Land, or 
Oh, I'm sorry, keep going. And then I'll say my thing. No, no, I, 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 that's all I was going to say. I just think that you could definitely add, like, Meet the Robinsons, almost like a movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, so. Flubber. Like, there's so many things. Yeah, there's so, just. So, I don't know if you've ever ridden this ride. Do you remember the Great Escape, the Stitch ride? Yeah. That was previously the Alien. The ride? Alien, okay, yeah. Okay, what are they doing with that ride? Can they turn it into some fun yeah, Meet the Robinsons? Regretting their decision of rebuilding it? Oh, probably, honestly. <laughs> Oh, but Lord. I feel like they need to turn that into something fun, something nostalgic, something Tomorrowland-esque. I have I have a very hipster feel towards Meet the Robinsons, where it's almost like, I don't want you to like this movie as much as I like this movie. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I'm like that about A Bug's Life. Uh, yeah, I, like, I, I yeah, I don't want people. I like this is my movie. I, I like I get that you it, don't like it. It's okay that you don't like it. And it's I almost it. a corollary to this movie. It's like, uh, and I don't need you to like this movie. Yeah, um, this movie is perfectly fine. Yeah, it is, it is weird. It's you know, it's got a wonky eye, but it's okay. People get so <laughs> mad at me when I put when I put A Bug's Life in my top five like favorite Pixar movies, and they're like, oh, that's so. I'm like, yeah, I don't need you to love it. Yeah, it's but, okay. Yeah. It's alright. I, I think. Uh, th- but that's the other thing too. I think also part of the hard part about you were just talking like the, in the land and the Disney parks. Yeah. Movies tend to fit into categories of like, oh, those are Pixar movies, or those are those are the um, you know the Marvel movies, whatever else. This is really one of those movies where I think Disney. It's from a time period where Disney was trying to find its way. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a wilderness movie. <laughs> I mean, you talked about this earlier today. It's almost like we're gonna try to step into DreamWorks territory. Exactly. Uh, just a little bit. It, it, yeah. It, and they're like, should we do? Com- should we do? Th- Computer animated movies. So we do a robots movie. It's like, <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt to throw a robot in a movie. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, so I, you know, what? it doesn't. Shark Tale and throw an octopus in it. Exactly. <laughs> what are what's big with kids? Yeah. You know what they like? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. We're getting a dinosaur. We're back, right? And, and bowler hats. You remember we're back? We're back. The movie? No. Oh, okay. Was I right after we get? Oh my gosh. No, I, so I think that's the, that's, the, that's the part I think it's like you will never find any of these characters like going through the park greeting people because oh, no. they would just be like. I'm sorry. No. I had a thought. Sometimes for Boo to You or they did have a villain's night and like almost like villains themed after hour parties. Yeah, yeah. And Bowler Hat Guy. No. Would be in the parades. That's I, awesome, though. But I because re- I remember being on like the Disney Annual Park past thing, and you're just Facebook page, bewa- and people are taking this guy people is. are taking pictures of him, and they're like, "Dude, what the f? Who is this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> we don't remember him. Lame. What movie is he from? How is he a villain? And people are like, "You don't know." And now I, I get it. Yeah, I would have been. I, I would have been out of my mind. I would have been like, "Oh my god, it's Bowler Hat guy. guy." No, I love that. Yeah, he, he's kind of iconic, and honestly, the more they, yeah, the more I think about it, it's fantastic. Um, okay, this is gonna take a long time. We finally arrived. Yeah, this we, is the, this is finally, the buckle and strap we, in. We, we, find, we finally arrived at this question. You think it's been a ride so far? This is about to be it. Okay, a theme from the movie <laughs> to apply oh to your God. life, your everyday life, your friend's life. Um, who wants to go first? You're both looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to go first. Please do. Um, I had one that I was thinking of earlier today. Um, but you, as you guys are talking, another one also like hit home. So I'm going to share two. Um, I think what resonated with me most, which is probably kind of the more surface level theme of this movie is like, you can embrace failure. Mm, yeah, that was so good. 
failure is not failure can be scary and it can be daunting and yeah that's gonna hurt your pride um but if you embrace it and you use it as a tool to help you keep moving forward as this movie says like it could change your life and I think that's really important um I love that and then the second one that I kind of was like thinking about as you were talking John is like um how bowler hat guy was just hurt Mm, yeah. And Doris was manipulating him. And I just think like, how many times do we get hurt and we get knocked down in life? And instead of keep moving forward, we let ourselves get manipulated. And we end up on this dark, scary path that we were never supposed to walk because we let ourselves, we yeah, let our yeah. brokenness That's so good. show and get manipulated. Like it just is very, I don't know. Well, and, and it's... And it, it, I think that's where I'm. I'm so sympathetic to to Bowler Hat Guy because I think, you know, it's you know, I'm not gonna say we could all be Bowler Hat Guy, but but I think there's a potential for it. I think you have yeah. to be aware of the fact that it's like, it's like going down like the worst possible scenario of your life. Like yeah, yeah, you, we could all be Bowler Hat Guy. We could be honestly. And, and and you know, if you put me in the right set of circumstances and you 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 know deprive me of human interaction or or, or, or feeling connection, yeah, and then you know, and and I think you know, I think Bowler Hat Guy almost becomes indicative of like. What happens when intrusive thoughts take over? Yeah, and and because you know the, the the show the movie really does present like this is a guy who was by himself in an orphanage that was shut down for the entirety of his life. Just and, and the, that sequence where he's in there is like growing up but not moving out and just kind of staying there and wearing his baseball the, uniform. Yeah, the fact that he yeah. takes off his cape and he's still in his baseball uniform, I'm exactly. just like, oh, he's sweet. And then at some point, somebody's Poor like, man. he smells like he hasn't showered <laughs> in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think I think so much of the movie, and this, I think this is why it always resonates with me. So much of it really is about the the power that acceptance and love has on people. Yeah. And and because the 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 really the the base of it is everything Lewis does is to go back to find the one person that he knows should love him, mm-hmm. which is his birth mother. Mm-hmm. And and absent mm. being able to connect to anybody else. He, he just, like, let me find the default person who should do that. And then the change that we talked about this earlier, the change for him comes when he goes into a future and sees that not only does he have a family in the future that loves him and cares for him and has really accepted him and all that, but that that same family was really ready to accept him in his kid state. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they weren't like, oh, we like you because you're a famous inventor who's changed the world and all that stuff. It was like, you're a knucklehead kid, of a friend of our friend, our son who needs well, a family, you. and you might as well be a part of our family. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, one of the things I think becomes really powerful is, um, you know, as parents, a lot of times you have the choice of, like, how you deal with your your friend your kids friends how you deal with people and you can set the tone of like am I the kind of person who's approachable that makes it like you can always show up to me like if 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 you can't call your dad at two o'clock in the morning to get a ride home mm-hmm. call me at two o'clock in the morning to get a ride home yeah. I'm not gonna lecture you I'm gonna make sure you're safe I'm gonna make sure you get where you're going yeah and and just to kind of uh, to live kind of from that perspective of saying I I want to. You know, and, and again, you know, there's the spiritual themes and there's all those kind of things. But I think for me, it was just the settledness that he, and we were talking about earlier, when he goes back to the science fair and he's like, I know it's going to work because I know it worked, 
but I'm gonna now I'm now I'm getting to walk through experience it experience yeah. the things being a success and then when he meets his future wife and she's like you think I'm crazy too don't you and he's like I think you're right yeah and it's like because he's so no longer having to fight for acceptance or he he's removed the doubt of acceptance from his mind yeah. he knows it's there he, he's in a place to then create and, and I think that's the, also something that doesn't really get spoken I think so much in the from the future version of the family but I think Cornelius is the glue to that family. Yeah, a thousand percent. And and he creates the 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 surrounding of that family. So I think that becomes, and I think it's interesting because in the future, all the family members, the aunts and uncles, those are all like his wife's brothers and sisters and aunts and different. None of it is his family. None of it's his family. Yeah. But they're all there because he creates the environment for all of them to have a place to belong. Yeah. I think that's super super. Cool. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I agree. I think it's cool too because obviously, like they all have this like creative, almost inventor side, mm. and they all, because they, I think because they do have that place of acceptance and belonging, they're okay to embrace that failure and like get their little meatball cannonballs like yeah. to where it needs to be and like really embrace each other for who they are. Um, I don't know, and I just think it's beautiful when we can be in a place ourselves. So accepting and so graceful and so loving that we can just accept other people as they are. They don't need to be anything else than who they are. I think uh, you're talking about hot takes. I think you could do a version of this movie that was totally grown up mm. and where he goes into the future and you're talking about the arts as not where he goes in the future future. And, and it's a family made up of like 1920s. French, Paris, you know, Parisian art salon where they're yeah. writers and they're photographers yeah. and they're they're painters and they're and you you could have an analog to this movie which was the same exact story told but but the future is not wacky people who like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but are like people who have been released to, to discover what it is that really drives them yeah and it's yeah. not and it's not you know trains and it's not intergalactic space. Pizza delivery heroes. <laughs> yeah. Stop Buzz Light, you're delivering pizza. Exactly. Yeah. But, but but I think and I think maybe that's where you know I think that's where I know from my perspective. I think I give this movie credit because I'm so attached to the heartbeat behind it. Yeah. That the the weirdness of it, I I can I, I see it as an analog for just outsiders. Yeah. And it, and so it's like okay, that guy's weird. Grandpa Bud wears his clothes backwards. I understand it's a kid's story, so we're doing that. But I think if you told this story in any other context. Those become coded representations of all different types of outsiders. That's so yeah. deep. And then you think about it, it's like it's you kind of look at the perspective of like that's Grandpa Bud and he wears his clothes backwards, but he's Grandpa Bud. Yeah, and he's part of his family, and yeah, yeah. we love him, and, and <laughs> exactly. he's part of it. You know, I think it's so good. Um, I took away all the same themes that you guys took away from, so I'm probably gonna probably <laughs> ramble a little bit about the same things, but. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the the things that spoke to me in this movie because uh, the number one thing was is I, I love uh, Lewis, you know, growing up and then coming to terms with the fact of I'll never have a family and I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna mm. have a family. I'm okay with it. And then he just becomes an inventor and he doesn't even realize that like the thing that he's passionate about is what's going to bring a family to him. And then he goes on this incredible journey with his future like son that he doesn't even know is his son yet. Yeah. But it's like, 
If it wasn't for Bowler Hat Guy stealing the time machine, like you decided that you were going to do what made you happy, and that was ultimately what was going to bring you a family. And so the big theme that I got from that was is that like we're all created, right, with uh, no matter what you believe, like you're all created with intrinsic qualities and passions that make you who you are, whether that be singing, painting, being a construction worker, woodworking, being a plumber, like there's all kinds of different professions. But whatever you makes you you, whether you're an orphan or whether you're raised with two parents, eventually those qualities are going to come out. And I just kind of got out of this movie that if you just kind of, not to be super Disney about it, but if you just kind of follow your heart and do what makes you happy and do what you love with a little bit of discipline and like hard work, it'll lead you down a path that'll bring you, even if you don't begin with a family, it'll bring you family because, I mean, like, like... Bowler hat guy unscrewed a couple screws and his his invention went awry and he thought everything was ruined. But you find out later that like that science fair when he created that invention, that was his favorite invention. Like he tells exactly. Cornelius yeah. tells Lewis, like, this is my favorite invention because it started everything. He was on the cusp of like he'd given up so many times and he'd been so frustrated. He was on the cusp of like, no, I'm gonna create this thing. And he did. And then that was the catalyst that made him who he was because he never gave up. Yeah. And so that brings me to my second thing that I got, which was the keep moving forward thing is like you have to keep moving forward um I think of people on like a trail or like you're you're on a mountain and you're 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 climbing up or you're climbing down and it's so easy to, to in those situations to be like, Well, I I've gone up this mountain <laughs> and I have to get back down. And so I know that there's water and food in my car and whatever's at the bottom of this hiking trail, so I have to keep moving forward. But in life we don't think that way sometimes. Mm. We we gotta get stuck. We get stuck like midway down the mountain and we stay there. And it's like, no, you need you need to you need to keep moving forward. You have to you you you've gotten yourself off path here and 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 yes you're off path and yes you're sitting there and it feels uncomfortable because (laughs) there's no water and you're dehydrated and you're hungry and but no you have to keep moving forward because in the in the future if you keep moving forward there's there's things that are good and there's things that are going to help you and and going backwards never helps but but standing still um very rarely yeah. For long periods of time helps either. And even if you don't know the f- the full path for it, just do do something to move forward. Do something. Do, do, even a small do one, step. Yeah, do one something. one thing moving forward keeps you progressing. Yes. Yes. I, I, the other thing I was going to say too that I, I I absolutely love about this is because I think you know everybody has family dynamics that are yes. Every family is different. Um, I, my family is weird, I guess, or probably maybe like a lot of people's family. I, I don't have a lot of close family members. Families are weird, anyways. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Uh, so, so for me, I kind of felt like um, it felt very much as relating to the idea of like if you're Lewis, you don't have a lot of people that you rely on as family. Um, but then you know, the family kind of becoming the people you find along the way. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you, you know, just say this and, you know, we can cut this out if you want to do it later. But it's oh, interesting. Uh, we don't edit. No, it's a perfect thing. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for the explicit adult content. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just don't cuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's, it's like in my own life, it's been really fa- uh, amazing because like with you guys and, and our team at, at OP. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. becoming the family I found along the way. Yeah. Where. 
I didn't, I didn't, you know, we're not related, but we're absolutely yeah. family in that regard. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's sometimes the thing is hard for people to recognize, um, especially if you're not in a faith community or something like that, where yeah. sometimes there are people who become family that are closer to the people than you're related to because, yeah. because it's based on a mutual acceptance and a, and a support and a love and, and a kind of a choosing of saying, this is my family. Yeah. And I think that was really strong. Man, I, I love that you talk about that because we, we love to talk about our life on this podcast and I think that we, 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 we can't accentuate enough like the the culture that we have on our worship team that Courtney um, even though she's the she's the youth pastor now at the uh, the Orange Park campus the, this culture of the worship team that we've kind of lived alongside of for the last five years like it hasn't always been this way but like we are we are in this you've been there for what two years now. No, no, I've been there four years. Four years, yeah. You've been there, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. A long time. It's, it's flown by, but like we, we've been like. Are you, uh, sure, are you saying I worn out my welcome? Is that no, what you're saying? Feels like? John, <laughs> John, I want you to be there every Sunday. We, we like, uh, and then we had, um, and I'll shout him out. I love him to death. Greg, today I was texting oh, him after, after worship today and just saying like how powerful the service was. And we have this family of people that, and, and not to get too spiritual because I know this is a Disney podcast, but like, like it's like we have this group of people that's like a family. And it's, it's almost one of those things where it's like, like, Hey, where do you want to go and how can I help you get there? Yeah. You know? And, and, it's, and then at the same time, it's like, even when we like serve and worship and do services, like people make mistakes and they maybe sing and do things off key or they, <laughs> or, or we play wrong notes or something. It's start, still, start leading a song without turning your microphone on. Like that happy Exactly. John, like this morning, but, it, but then, uh. then, then, then we have this beautiful moment where it's like, it's okay because we're family and, and we are, we, we are, Oh man, we're in the pursuit of something bigger. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, and so, um, I just love that you brought that up because we, we are just in this, this, this time right now where, um, the community at our church is like, it's just that. And, and if you're listening to this and you're, you maybe have lost a little bit of faith in, in, in what church can be for community. I, I really, oh, wow, yeah. I think that it, sometimes it takes just finding the right church and finding the right group of people and, and. You know, what I love about what we have at our Orange Park Celebration Campus is is that we just have this group of people that have the same, like, heartbeat. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we just... Well, I was going to say, the thing that's so amazing, and, and again, we're not turning this into the OP Worship Team podcast, but... <laughs> um, and I think this goes back to the theme here. It's it's family becomes the place where you don't have to keep your guard up. Oh man, so good. Yeah, and so, so good. and so like in the movie, like all these weird people who individually would not be accepted or have a place of acceptance, assumingly, and, and maybe yeah. only have a place of acceptance in the utopian future created by Cornelius. But and you know, like so, from my experience, like I think. Like with OP worship and with you guys, I think this became like one of the first places where I was intentionally, willfully unguarded because most of my, you know, most of my experience, either in faith communities or in business or different things taught me, you know, you, 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 can, you connect and you network, but if you ever let people behind the curtain or if you ever let that guard down too much, people will take advantage of that take or they'll, mis- yeah. they'll, they'll misunderstand it. And to come to a place where, where the, the first foot forward is always understanding. Yeah. And I just say, even if we don't understand, I'm, I'm because we're family. I'm intentionally choosing to understand, or uh, like I'm choosing to accept you first, 
And then if you want to explain to me why your meatball cannon is the most important thing to you or you're like, yeah, then, then, <laughs> then cool. And, um, and what's powerful is, is when you come to a place where there doesn't have a requirement for conformity, mm. but there has the absolute liberty to be who you are. Yeah. But who you are is then also kind of submitted to the unity of the overall family a whole. So it becomes a thing of like, not one of the people in, or one of the family members in, in the movie is the most important person. Right. Even even the mom, like she's so important, but she's not the most important. And it was even something as simple as like they all eat dinner together. Oh man. I love it. That was huge. Yeah. A weird wacky dinner. But, but they had dinner together. And I love it because he, yeah. he has a line, he's, he turns to Adam West, the pizza space delivery guy, and he's like, is it always like this? And he goes, no. Last week we had, <laughs> last night we had meatloaf. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It's like perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> Because because a person a person living in that experience yeah. wouldn't understand, and no. I thought it was just so so well done. Yeah, I love that. Like, and I think it comes from a place of like knowing who you are and accepting yourself, mm. so you can accept others. And I just think that's so powerful. Like once. Lewis had to get to a place in his life where he knew his, he knew he was accepted in love so he could accept and love himself. Yeah. And then because of that, then he was able to, once he accepted and loved himself, he was able to like recognize like, I don't know, like I feel like that moment for him happened at the science fair and he realized like, oh, Lucille and Grandpa Bud, like they're about to like get like they're married, they're gonna adopt me, like Franny. That moment, that moment when like, he sees her memory and it's Bud at the altar. Yeah. And then he goes, Lucille, like and he yeah. really connects to him. Yeah. Yes. He's just like able to like recognize the people in his life who like cherish him and even yeah. though like yes he's at a science fair the science judge thinks the world of him because like he made this really cool invention and he's like oh man like I love and accept myself so like now I can see that other people love and accept me and I think like when we can get to a place yeah. of that within ourselves I also think it's really powerful because this movie is a strong testament to people being in an advanced ages still being attracted to each other because mm. Grandpa Bud says oh Lucille's Lucille's cook, make, baking cookies or something. And she's dancing. And she's dancing. And she's dancing. Yeah. Like, cookies, Lucille. I love, I love it. Every I love it, too. That was really funny. Every time. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, before we move on from themes, I have to bring this up because it's something that I think that Courtney and I have been kind of like witnessing and, and, and kind of kind of helping some people through. Okay. Some people through. Um, Goob. Mm. Let one bad thing derail him for his entire life and that that's the theme that's a theme that cannot be passed over and not talked about because i want to to just talk about the fact that um despite the fact that logically you look at it and you're like wow that's so stupid it's such a small minor <laughs> detail a, of his but whole at the life same time, that was very real to him yeah. and how many times a day do we let one small thing ruin our whole day and then by the grace of God, mm. we get over it. But sometimes that bad day can turn into a bad week, can turn into a bad month, can turn into a bad... You know what I mean? And so I kind of appreciate the spiral he went down. I, it's I hope, very realistic. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like people might watch this movie like, that's so ridiculous. But it's like, you know what? Childhood trauma is real. Yeah. And people experience silly things like that. We call it silly. They experience real things like things that. Things like that, yeah. And, exactly. and, then, and then it creates this personality that's debilitated and anxious and depressed and they can't 
move past it. Well, it's like we even talked about on the ski trip, one of the mornings we did breakfast, we did a Bible study and we talked about the fall of mankind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. How a little act like Eve eating a piece of fruit that she was supposed to eat derailed all of humanity. Yeah. And it's like, how many times in our lives do we take a moment like that where it can seem so minor, yeah. so like small and maybe... Insignificant. In, insignificant yeah. to other people. And it derails our whole entire life yeah. into something that it was never meant to be. Yeah. And, and, and it puts you in a crossroads because then you have to decide, um, can I... Can I do what I need to do to get past this yeah. in spite of what happened? Or do I need to find out who's at fault for it? Mm. And that's, I think, what becomes the issue is. Because in any reasonable version of this story, Goob leaves the orphanage when it closes and finds a job and Becomes a well-functioning member yeah, of society. He moves on with his life. But, but he has to hang on to the pain so that he can continue to blame Will Lewis, so that continues yeah. to justify why he's stuck in the place he is, and and to, to escape out of that to say, yeah, you know what, when things don't go your way, it's like, the, it, it, and again, not blaming victims or anything else, but it's it becomes a process of, you have to reconcile where that comes from, and yeah. what, how that holds you back, and how yeah. it yeah. you. I just wonder, like, if like, adult goob never went and told younger Goop that he should harp and like lean into those feelings of disappointment and like anger if Goop would have ended up where Goop was. Because, yeah, because Buller Hat Guy could have gone back and said, hey, Goop, we're going to take we're, you out of this situation. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. Let's go together and make it work. Yeah. Hey, hey Goop, when the orphanage <laughs> closes... Go, go work, get a job. Go work, go work at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just find your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, go to community college. Go get, to community get, college. get an AA yeah. and then figure you out what you know, you, know what's, be. you know what's funny? I'm a big advocate of community college. Oh, absolutely. I know that you're I know that you're a, a law graduate, but I um I got my four year degree at a community college. So it was the the first year I was there was a community college, and then the it turned into a state college, Ford State College at Jacksonville. So I got my my two go year blue there. wave. Yeah, there you go. I got my first my I got my 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 AA there, mm-hmm. and then I got my bachelor's there in communications. And uh, I actually think I'm going to go back and get my master's eventually. It might be 45, 50 before I get it, but I'm going to do it. But here's the thing. I um, I started high, I started high school. I started um, college at uh, 18 years old, and I got my bachelor's degree at, at 28. And I never went into debt for it. never took out a loan. I paid, I worked three jobs and paid my way through. Mm. And, um, you know, I, that's why, why movies like this, when I watch it, I think I, it just it inspires me even more. <laughs> because I remember, like, the days when I was like, I'm just going to drop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I, I got my AA. I'm, you know, th- you know, 10 credits away from my bachelor's. I'm just done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get so close to the... Th- it reminded me of Lewis. Like, you get so close to the finish. Like, you're at a silence fair with, a, with an invention that's going to literally make your life. And you're just about to just give up on it. It's like, uh, so many times in my life, I've gotten to the finish line and almost quit. And you know what? There's sometimes when I've gotten to the finish line and I have quit. Yeah. And it makes me think, <laughs> well, I wonder what would happen if I would have just, you know, I would have just kept going. I Because it's been- like, how many times are we on the edge of a breakthrough and we give up? And if we yep. would have just kept pushing forward, it would have changed our whole life completely. No. When, I, when I went back to school, um, I, had, I was taking calculus. I love calculus. I didn't understand calculus at math. all. You weirdo. <laughs> I love lamp. Um, no, I, I just did not connect with it at all. But to, just to go back to your point, my, my, my literal light bulb moment was um, for all the plans that I had in pursuing my education and what I knew I wanted to go pursue and yeah. go to law school eventually and all the other stuff, I had to ask myself the question was, um, is this class so hard 
that it justifies throwing away everything that I think I want to accomplish. Ooh. Oh gosh. And then it, then you then you broil them down. It's not is this class so hard? Is this section of this course so hard that it justifies that? Yeah. And then you break it down even further. Is this homework assignment that hard that it justifies it? And then it breaks it down further. Is this question yeah. so hard that yeah. it justifies throwing away everything that I know I want to work towards? Or is this just the thing that I need to do that's in front of me to get to where I want to go? Yeah. And and to so for me that became the rationalization of like I can't answer that question with a with a you know I can't answer that reasonably and say this question is so hard. It justifies me throwing away any kind of educational future I have. I love that. Um, and and I will say, by the way, I know we're. I did get a. I aced the final on that calculus. Exam. I love it. Heck yeah, you did. Come on now. I love it. You know what I love about what you said right there is, is I think that um, much like this movie represents in a lot of different ways, and, and even the, the uh, this will be last week now. We 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 talk about the good dinosaur. I think that a lot of. Um, Life is a culmination of small decisions oh, that you yeah. make. And you you make so many small decisions that lead you to where you are today. And there's big ones that you make, but there's also like the 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 moment this is gonna sound so stupid, but I'm gonna say it because I am I just believe in this. It's every moment that you choose to hold the door open for a stranger, or every moment mm. when you decide to let somebody in in traffic, every moment when you decide that yeah. someone just says something really rude to me, and instead of like yelling at them, I'm just gonna like take a deep breath and talk to them later about it. When I like, in 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 for every moment that you do the right thing, there might be 80 percent where you do the wrong thing. But I just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's no. that 20 yeah. percent matters though. Like when you make the it, right, it matters it's, so. It's, it's walking, much. walking your shopping, your, your Publix cart back to the corral, right? And put your yeah. shopping right. cart instead of leaving in the middle of the parking lot. It's even like today we had a moment at church where a student actually yeah. was a little disrespectful, and I didn't let it like affect me, affect my day. And he came up to me later and apologized, and he was like, "Wait, you're not mad at me." No. And I was like, no. No, because we he was love like, you. Because we he, love you. His mind was blown. He was yeah. like, what? Because we love you and we care about you. And it's we like, love how you. many times do you, yeah. like, Yeah, And, and we expect punk teenagers to have <laughs> moments of... <laughs> and I, I'm gonna, I'm yes, gonna, this is absolutely. why I don't do youth ministry here. There's but it's, yeah. You don't want to come be a, a leader oh, at youth? I would love to. You're, in, you're yeah. encouraged you to You would love to? Okay. All right, no, well. I'll see you on Wednesday. I'll see you on Wednesday. You want to preach? Okay. Um... But yeah, I think that the small decisions that we make day after day, week after week, year after year is what's important. And I think that it's so funny because he got to see his whole life as it was going to play out. And then he had to go back and then he had to live it out yeah. moment by moment, which is make the, the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which, like, which is, uh, no, it, that, it's the song that ends the, the whole yes, movie, Little yes, Wonders. Yes. The, the whole idea little of the song wonders. is it's the small little moments yes. that add together that create the life that you live. And and um, and and what you miss out on if you refuse to take advantage of the small things, because the big things lead to everything that's amazing else. So yeah, it all comes together. It, it is in, in in life you're building right. So it's like the big decisions that you make are built on the small decisions that you make, and the small decisions that you make are built on the thoughts in your head. Yeah. And so you're thinking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're you're who you are as a person is what you think in your head, and then it comes out in small decisions, and the small decisions lead to big decisions, <laughs> and then it, you're a culmination. Of all of those all things. All of those things together. And so that's when I look at people that I love and I care about. And when they make a mistake, that's what I tell people. Like, say, John, tomorrow, God forbid, you make a horrible decision. I know you as a person. And you have made so many good decisions that in mm. my mind, what I choose to do is say, 
that bad decision. It's not John. That's out of character. That's out of character for John. He had he made a mistake. He slipped up. Whatever. So that's what I think is lacking in in forgiveness and mercy and grace in in, in society these days, uh, especially when you talk about politics and all these things. Oh my gosh! It's like, wait a second. That's out of character for this person. Like they're a good person. They just made a bad decision. Let's cut them some slack. Yeah. Yeah. Do they need to pay the penalty? Yes. They need to. You know, there's consequences to actions. Blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, there needs to be forgiveness and grace because in love like it, it, it above all else right love. It, yeah instead of saying we define a person by the, the the worst possible action they've ever done yeah as if their life gets frozen in that possible moment because if i could bring that moment to light Whoa, i mean she even oh. yeah oh. literally everyone would be tempted. yeah i'd be damned forever let's you yeah, know let's, let's avoid that yeah. yeah no i i think it's so powerful and again i think that's where i love this movie so much because i think it really does hit all those themes of just of Loving yourself, giving grace to yourself, understanding the impact you have on others, creating a sense, creating a sense of family, creating a space for other people to mm. find themselves and yeah. explore what makes them, and and just the lack of like this is what we do, we're family and yeah. it works. I I love that. It's so sweet. I love it too. And and the last thing I'll say is on this topic is that the the family's so in many ways broken and it's still a family. Mm. And yeah. um, we talked about it with our, our worship family, and I know we have our own personal families. And um, I just love—I love the idea of just loving people while they're broken. And it's okay if they're forever broken and you still love them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you've been talking about this morning with your exhortation, like like loving people through it, yeah. Like walking through the brokenness, and it's maybe the brokenness never gets healed, yeah. And, and it's okay. We still love you through it. We still. I, I just thank God that the people in my life never put a requirement requirement on me that I had to be right in yes, all my ways absolutely. before they decided that perfect, I was acceptable. But right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that or that I had the right intentions. Yeah. Like, listen, I I don't even trust myself to think I'm gonna want to do the right thing. Yeah. I'm I'm subject to being manipulated. I'm most of the time, I don't. Yeah. 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 I have to admit to that and then say, you know, but the people in my life who love me the most know that about me and still love me through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that's powerful. Super, super powerful. So good. (laughs) You said something earlier, and I just want to read the quote at the end of the movie. Oh, please. Because you said, like, the little things lead to big things. And I think what this quote hits on with the curiosity leads to those little, it leads to to questioning to make those little moments happen that lead into the big things. Please read it. And it says, around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Mm. That's so good. I love that. That's beautiful. Good old Walt. Beautiful. Um, You just jogged my memory and I'm glad you did. Good old Walt, man. The moment that they went back to where um, Lewis's mother was. Mm. He reaches oh. he reaches his hand out and what I took from it and I could be wrong. I think you even said this out loud. I did say it out loud. I could because I couldn't contain it and I was like teary eyed. <laughs> so I, I do this thing where I can dry, do you ever dry cry? Oh yeah. yeah. Like I because I, I'm a I'm a man and we learn <laughs> we Sorry, this might sound really like 
anti whatever, but like men learn to cry dry tears because because you're prideful and don't want people to. No, nope, because we're told that crying is weakness. Please don't. You know, I am. I <laughs> I, I, I I cry dry tears and I wet, cry tears, wet tears, tears, crocodile tears, all the I tears, cry snotty tears. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. I, I'm, I'm a crier. We went to a Bethel concert in uh, Boston, and uh, oh, Courtney wasn't okay. Courtney wasn't ready for this, but the whole time I I, I why not even call it a concert. We went to a Bethel worship experience yeah, yeah, yeah. in Boston, and I sobbed for okay. two and a half hours. Fun fact is it about this Bethel thing that we went to in Boston. It was Phil Wickham was there, and Tim and Brian Johnson and Brandon Lake and Brandon Lake. Oh my word! Okay. God, so, so, God so the revival. Were three octaves higher than oh. anybody else could sing. Is oh, yeah, <laughs> well, Brian Johnson kept it low. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But God of Revival wasn't even released yet, and we they sang it. it. That's this song is so. So listen. So and they uh, sang can you it. Tell today when I let God of Revival like uh, the brokenness. Like oh, so, yeah. I got, no, I heard this anytime song. Anytime we sing it, it, it released. takes me back to that moment. Yes. Oh, I heard this song God. before it was released. So like when I say it wasn't released yet, he like, was they, like Phil Wickham came on stage and was like, yeah. So we just like finished the song and we're just gonna sing it for you. They, 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 they like, just wrote it. They just wrote it. So when I really got off, a revival, off, it's offensive to have people who are that good at those right. things like that. To like, like, yeah. I'm just wing I guess, it. Like, yeah. you want to hear a little thing I put together? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So, so whenever, so we did got a revival at church today. Whenever I lead that song, I have to admit oh, it so takes good. me back yeah. to being at this amphitheater in Boston, Massachusetts, and just leading it. Um, and hearing it there, but um, anyway, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. No, no. I hold on, hold on. I was gonna say, uh, oh, um, hold on. Quote, 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 quote curiosity, curiosity, opening the doors, opening doors. Keep moving forward. Huh? Keep moving, moving forward. forward. Hey, oh, re- when he reaches out for his mother. Oh yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he reaches out for his mother, and Wilbur's gonna let it happen. And Lewis. I'm gonna cry. Lewis chooses his future over his past. Oh, and in that that's moment, such a great way of saying in it. this moment, he he could have connected with his mother. Yeah, um, which which hits home for me. He could have he could have connected with his mother, but chooses his future, which he saw. Yeah, over his past, and he said. He basically said in that moment, without the movie saying it, is like I was given up by my mother, and I'm not gonna hold that against her. But yeah. I'm going to choose to not connect with her because I know I have a son and a wife and a and a whole family, and, and I'm going to change the future, all based on the fact that I'm just going to let what happened. Oh my God! I'm going to let what happened happen, happen. And, and I'm going to roll with it, and I'm going to be the best I can be despite of it. And I think the the power in that, and you were talking about earlier about childhood trauma and stuff like that. Yeah. The power in being able to say, I can recognize things that happened in my life that I have to contend with because of the impact they made on my life or the imprint they made without the need to go back and relitigate those things. Mm. Because relitigating those things in the past doesn't do me any good moving forward. No. No. And and so it's like it's like and, and that's where I like to your point, what what it was also super powerful was the beginning of the movie when you see her drop him off, it this the movie cuts to the inside of the orphanage and you hear the knock at the door and then the lady who t- the caretaker comes to the door and opens the door. Which you don't understand until you see the end of the movie is the mom never knocked. No. Nope. Lewis was was moving his future forward by being the one who initiated that yeah. by knocking. I am the one oh. who knocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. No. That's, it's like the whole Harry Potter thing when you watch the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban when they do the time turner thing. Mm, yeah. 
where you, the decision in time travel were the ones that made the things happen. It, it just becomes so powerful because you realize, he, and, and that's the choice he made. The choice was he could say, you know, mom, I need, you know, I, I've needed you my entire Don't life. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me here. We'll make it work. He could have said that, but he, he withdrew. And then he went back and said, let me embrace my future. Let me let me go ahead yeah. and accept that this is what I've got to do, and this is the path I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was kind of like we were talking about today. But sometimes there's a power of being able to say, I don't know how I'm getting through where I am right now, but I am I'm making a decision for moving forward in whatever yeah. it is. Man. Yeah. And 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 I would rather I would rather choose a future that I still don't know how it's going to come out to come you know work itself out yet, versus trying to go back and and rehash something that. That, that doesn't have the promise of restoring back to me the things I need or putting me on a path towards where I need to go. I love yeah. it. And this, yeah, you, guys, you guys go deep on these Disney pod movie podcasts. We, what? We, we, <laughs> what in the world? We, we do because... This is so good, though. I, I know, and I knew you'd be the perfect person to have these conversations with because we, we understand that there's depth to all these movies. Yeah. Like, and, and, and these movies mean a lot to a lot of people. Like... There's the older ones we've done where you watch them as a kid and they bring you comfort and you can become an adult and you see the more adult themes to them mm. and you still are brought comfort by them. And this is one of those movies that has those depth, that, that depth to it that it'll bring you comfort the first time you see it and it'll break your heart the first time you see it and it'll break your heart the 12th time you see it. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it's one of those things where, you know, people look at quotation marks, you know, Disney adults and, and whatever, <laughs> and they like to make fun of us, but but there is beauty in these stories that we yeah. watch and, 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 and we find the, the connections in our own lives and um, that's what I love about the podcast we're doing and I always say it, I, I love that this is a space where people can come on and we can talk about I feel connection. Like, and I feel like with this movie, it's like a seven course meal Yeah, mm-hmm. where like, like the first course is, here's a bag of popcorn Second course is here's some jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, third course is here's some cotton candy. Yeah. Uh, here's a banana peel we found in the garbage can. <laughs> it's yep. like it's gonna goes and then you get to the end and it's like here is the most perfect bite of just like handcrafted like developed perfect and and you're gonna taste it and everything's gonna come alive. It's fin- and, filet mignon perfectly done. And and yeah and it's one bite and it's not you're not it's not an entire meal. Yes. And 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 you you work through the courses and you're going what are we. What are we eating? Is this what a, is happening? Is is this a brick of blue cheese? <laughs> yeah. With nothing else, just a brick of like, why am I? Why are you serving me? Why am I here? <laughs> it, it, I'll, I'll say this right now because we're about to move past this into other questions yeah. um, about like parks and stuff like that. But I will say, this is one of those movies where I would encourage you if you're listening, um, if you're a teenager, don't do this. But if you're 21 or older. Um, sit down, put your phone in the other room on charge. Do not disturb. Pour a glass of wine. A glass of whiskey, a beer, whatever it is that you think, water, coke, whatever your yeah. thing is, and just lock your eyes on the screen and watch it from start to finish. Yeah. And just and just take it in. Experience this movie. Cause it's so <laughs> so crazy, wild. It is deep. a movie that needs to be shared, I almost feel like. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you watch this with someone and it will immediately engender conversation about like, yeah. yes. oh, how are you doing? You know, Yeah, it's literally. Just, like, just, yes. are you okay? What are is you, your home life yes. like? How'd yeah. you grow up? How are you, are you good? Do you need yeah. a therapist? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, it's so, so, so good. And, um, 
Yeah, the the, the themes, and we you know it's funny, and, and we're gonna move forward. But we, <laughs> we could talk about so many more themes. There's there's so oh, many. So much. You, you could deep dive into Goob. You could deep dive into mm. Lewis. You could deep dive into to the mom to Wilbur to Wilbur. You could deep Even dive like into all of it. Orphanage, home, mom, lately. Yeah. Like, you could, you could so deep dive into so much. Even I was gonna say, even the the families you see coming through the orphanage, yes. looking to adopt, of just like. The guy who was like, "So you don't play any sports?" <laughs> <laughs> or then there was the then there was the dad or the one the prospective dad who was allergic to peanuts. Yes. And and it was like I've been I've been Lewis in that position where you're just so eager to show something really great yes. that you're doing. Like I'm so excited and overstimulated about this thing that I want to share with you that you yeah. don't even stop to think does, does the person on the receiving end of this thing actually it, want this want this or be benefited by this in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely not. But if yeah, not, we're just gonna keep going with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I'll say before this, and we mentioned it earlier about, you know, family and love is there's this quote that I saw on Instagram recently, like probably six months ago, maybe four months ago. And then I ended up sending it to a bunch of people and I saw it again last night. It's uh, Ian McKellen. And he talks about so on some podcast he's on, talks about like going home. And he's like, I'm at the, the, uh, the, um, Piccadilly or whatever. I'm at the train station. If you're lucky enough, you get a cab. He gets in the cab, and then the the the, the cab driver turns around. Most of the time, it's a guy. And he says, "Where to, love?" And then Ian breaks down crying. He's telling the story, and he says, "And I feel I'm home." Mm. Where grown men call strangers love. love. Mm, so good. Yeah, and I, I've watched I've watched that so many times. I love Ian McKellen. He played Gandalf and he played Magneto and so many other great characters. And um, I just feel like the, the 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 true the true you know about every story in Disney that people whether you make fun of it or not is it's about love and it's about finding family and finding people that love you and finding yeah. people that you love. And uh, I don't. I thought it was cool that you know after you know I watched that last night and then we watched the movie today and it, it just made a connection for me is that you know where where don't don't be afraid to to love people. Yeah. Even if they're perfect strangers and if you don't know them yet, it's such a small thing. It really is just it really a small is. like and and it, it, it's just an interaction that can change someone's not only just their day but it really can change people's lives. Well, I thought about Goob like that one moment. It's like you know love can change someone's destiny. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. What a weird movie to what have this length of discussion about. This is so I know. This I is going to be like a three hour episode. I was like, we, we, we've fine. talked like twice as long as the movie actually lasted. We, 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 we knew this was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. A fun thing. I just am like looking at, I just like pulled up like a walk, like meet the Robinses walk quote. I just like Googled it. And one of the things came up was a picture of Lewis as a kid and said, meet the Robinsons is one of my favorite Disney movies. I love everything about it. The main reason I like it so much is Lewis reminds me of Walt. Mm. Oh, wow. And I just think that's so special. Like, how many people in Walt today, like, probably thought this guy was insane and crazy? And Uh, look what beautiful masterpiece he created and the legacy that lives on today. Yeah. And, like, how many times in our own life, like, do people around us think we're crazy? But if we keep moving forward and we keep pushing through and we keep building what we want to build... Like, is it, how many people is it going to impact? What kind of legacy is it going to like leave? Yeah. It's funny that you say that. I just discovered the song recently. I sent it to you. I don't know if you listened to it yet, but it's it's by Heather Summer and it it says focus. And in the song it says, it basically talks about how people question like her, 
or whoever you want to think about like it's like question our capabilities our mind yeah that way questions our capabilities questions our mindset questions like what we want to do with life and then it basically gets to the chorus and it's like i i hope that i have the the right frame of mind to like never lose lose focus and think about someone like walt disney who kind of had the same you know you know pool is is um as is uh, lubis says in this movie it's like what if he'd have lost focus mm. you know yeah like and it would have led to so much other things not happening and so um yeah i think focus on what you want to do and just skip them with it's super important agreed yeah yeah Yeah, this movie's great. We have uh, more questions for John um, when he gets back. But um, what did you eat or drink during this movie? Did I eat or drink during this movie? I. I don't think you actually had anything. I had a club soda. Surprisingly, to our guests, I had no alcohol. Okay. I just had club soda. We watched this movie in two parts. In two kind parts. Of. We yeah. watched like the first thirty minutes last night. Yeah. The rest of it today. So, like, did you have anything while you ate or, like, when we watched it yesterday that you ate or Yesterday, I think I had a, uh, I think I had a beer. Yeah. When I watched it yesterday. When I watched this yesterday, I think I had Came and Jack Margarita. You did have Came and Jack Margarita. <laughs> when I watched it today, Came, came and Jack Margarita. Yeah. And, mm, You had chips and queso last night, too. Oh, I did have chips and queso yeah. last night. Yeah. Did I have anything today? I don't... You, maybe Mac and Cheese? No, that's after, after I watched yeah. the movie. It's my favorite movie, Drinks or Snacks, so... Oh, very good. So the question is, did you eat or drink anything during this movie? Um, well, <laughs> seltzer water. I'm a, we are a, we are an avowed seltzer water family. I am that, too. Courtney is not. So, I just don't like water in general, so... It's a, it's a compromise, because my wife doesn't want me to have sodas. Mm. So... I get to have sparkly water that tastes like nothing. With whiskey, right? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, on occasion. No, um, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is it, a LaCroix, like black raspberry. It was not that exciting, but, you know. Do you Throw ever a lime have, in there. Wait, it's good. Do you ever drink Olipop? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Olipop. My, it's like my favorite soda alternative. That's the alternative, yeah. It is good. It is good. Um... Yeah, we, we actually didn't have anything super exceptional when we watched the movie either. But I have to ask, um, what what is your, like, you're going to the movie theater, oh. you're on a date, like, what's your favorite movie snack? So, I, first off, the movies are like, going to the movies used to, is like my favorite, one of my favorite things. It's an exceptional experience. By, my, by myself. You, you'll never forget the first time you, oh yeah, I go by myself too. By I myself. love it. I, I, I haven't been been married, but yeah. yeah. No, I, because, uh, and it used to be, it used to be the thing I would do um, when I was a single man. Uh, it used to be the thing I would do in the middle of the afternoon by myself. Oh man. Pop that. in. I and do just, love that. Because I, I would just, I like, I know what I like and then I also know what I'm willing to experiment and try and then, yeah. Um, so, Really, this <laughs> if you're going to the movie theater, there's two versions of snacks. Because there's the snacks you get at the movie theater, and then there's the snacks you smuggle into the movie Absolutely. theater. Absolutely. Yeah, thousand percent. So, so my, my movie theater order, I love to do... Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a Twizzlers guy. Okay. I'm down with Twizzlers. Um, but a, a popcorn with some kind of either like peanut M&Ms or regular M&Ms mm. mixed in there, I will go to town on that okay. and be completely happy. Um, and I will say, 
I got to give God praise and thanks for the Coke <laughs> Zero machine or the Coke Infinite, yeah. whatever the machine, because it is uh, sugar-free ginger vanilla ginger ale. Ooh. Okay. What I'm telling you, it is something that that's sounds just, amazing. Especially with the popcorn and with the extra yeah. butter and then the chocolate, yeah, cuts through everything else. Now, when the movie theater I used to go to had a Dollar General or a Dollar Store next to it, absolutely. They weren't thinking very well. Load it up. So I used to go get two tall boys. Oh yeah. That I could fit in my cargo. Oh pants. yeah. I oh, love yeah. that. So I would, and and of course nobody cared, but I felt like I was beating the system. Courtney and I used to do the same thing. We used to buy like a four pack of the Sutter Home wine, like little mini bottles, and we'd take it into the movie theater. That's what verses are for, yeah. right? I'm walking into the movie theater going, ksh, 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 yeah. Ksh, you know, with all the sound and the candy and everything else. Like, hey, the 17 year old checking yours, they give a rip. Yeah, they're like, do not <laughs> they care. They do not like, care at all. Know, Absolutely you know, not. You think you're beating the system. And they don't give a rip. And then, of course, you know, you, so you crack open the tall boy when the first trailer starts playing, and you're like, this is living. This is like, living. It's like, sir, they just got $12 out of you to show you nothing, but yeah. congratulations. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, no, but that was, I think that's usually my go to. I, um, uh, if I'm home, man, I love. I, I love I love just like I'm the kind of person who will just get sucked into a movie. Yeah. And, and it's like and I love to rig the house for movies. Like we're shutting the lights off. It's, yes. It's, Kale, it's everything. everybody. And, 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 you know, I kind of do like the whole mother hen thing. It's like everyone, family, come to me. We're all watching a movie now. And I get everybody yes. settled. And yes. who needs blankets? Who needs pillows? Who are so, Cause like we're not. The train, once the train leaves the station, we're not stopping. But you're falling yeah. down. Yeah. It's like, here we yes. go. Yes. So. Experience the movie. I love it. Yeah, that's that's how I do it. This one, this one, I would say, unfortunately, I think this one was watching it on my phone with, yeah. with one earbud in, trying to like, <laughs> yeah, trying to get that it happens out. sometimes. That happens. Sometimes. And like I said, then my wife looks over my shoulder and is like, "Is that man sucking his thumb? What is going on in this movie?" With peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yes. involved. Uh, yes, like, yes. Just don't worry about don't, it. Don't. You have to watch it. You yeah. just have to watch it. I love it. Um, movie Rapid. drinks. And, oh wait. Go. go. No, you go ahead. There you go. What were you saying? I was going to say movie drinks and sex is the intimate thing about a person. It's uh, like one of those things where oh, you're yeah. just like, you just like, you know, 17 years old, you're like this movie snack and you just keep it for the rest of your life. Like it's so funny you said the peanut M&M's, like hers is peanut butter M&M's. Like she, she, I love yeah. peanut butter M&M's. I like peanut M&M's myself. Not peanut butter, but peanut, peanut M&M's. Yeah. And yeah. then Sour Patch Kids, Skittles. Mm. And gummy bears, gummy worms, whatever. Like those, some kind of gummy, those, chewy. Those are my like. I dude. like lifesaver gummies. Yes. My bro- my older brother, he loves snow caps. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. But, but yeah. there's also like those candy. See, I I I'm old enough to remember when there were like certain candies you only saw at the movie yes. theater. It's like goobers and raisinets and those kind of things. It's like it was just a trick to buy get you to buy candy that couldn't be sold anywhere else. Yeah. Like, don't you want this chocolate covered peanut? I'm like no, no, no. But it's only here, so I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. So <laughs> I gotta have the raisinets. I guess um, so. But Twizzlers, I, I'm I, Twizzlers are a perfect. Movie. What flavor? Strawberry? Just strawberry. Yeah. Just keep it straight. Do you like the classic or do you like the ones that you can pull apart? Well, if I'm going to see a movie, it's the classic ones. Okay. You get a little bit of rustle of the, of the wrapper, but if you do, if you're professional, if you're a professional with your Twizzlers, you get those things opened up. This guy pre, gets it. Pre, you, you pre-open that stuff before, during the trailers or before trailers, and you have a nice little pouch that just sits right there. They're, they're quiet snacks. They are quiet because they don't crunch they don't or, crunch anything. or anything. Yeah. And they're not really a, an obnoxious flavor that drive, drives everything else out. So I, that's why I'm a... I like that. I like that. 
Okay, rapid fire questions. Yeah, rapid fire questions. Okay, Here we go, fire. John. All right, Here so these are, these are about everything Disney. So we've wrapped the movie up. Love Disney, yeah. Love uh, Meet the Robinsons, but we're going to move forward with you because uh, we can't miss an opportunity to ask a Disney fan rapid fire questions. Okay, favorite part, go. Epcot. <gasps> I love it. Least favorite part, go. Uh, Animal Kingdom. I Animal Kingdom could fall into a sinkhole and I would not miss it for What about all the animals? They can go too. <laughs> Apparently TJ will invite them to live in your home. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, my, my heart we is We're, we're going to move forward. Favorite resort? Uh, favorite resort I think is, is probably Wilderness Lodge. Least oh, favorite. So good. Uh, so good. Least favorite resort? Uh, okay. This is going to be hot takes. Okay, go. Contemporary. Oh, we're with you. We're I, with I you. I never want to so stay there. So much. In my we don't even have a desire to stay there. Contemporary is the place I go to get on a monorail to go to the other places I want to go to. So, so our favorite that we've stayed at has probably been we really, really, really love the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That was fantastic. See, I haven't Animal been there. Kingdom Lodge, the Riviera. We have a super Coronado. Hard, we have a super hard desire to stay at the Wilderness Lodge now, though. But yeah. the Coronado is our home away from home. Gotcha. That is like our like. Oh man. I, I have uh, so like one of the first times I took my kids. To Disney, um, it was we went for like four or five days. It was like one of those crazy, like we're gonna do the we're the best parents ever. Yeah, taking, <laughs> taking yeah. your kids to Disney when they're two years old. And yeah, we'll have no actual memories of the event, but we're gonna spend lots of money. <laughs> Thousands. So, yeah, so by the time we got to, like, day four, I got that Disney flu, which is just what happens when you spend that much time in close contact with that many people. I want to go home and sulk. Well, yeah. yeah, I just, I'm I'm dead. I'm, you know, yeah. but everybody else was fine. And we were staying at the Wilderness Lodge. And so as the good dad, I, you know, gave them, like, I'm dying. And, you know, go on with it. Leave me. Leave on. I spent the entire day, after I checked out, I spent the entire day sitting in an Adirondack chair in the Wilderness Lodge mm. lobby. And again, this is before we had, like, the, the cell phones to where we could, like, mm. entertain ourselves all day. Literally just looking up all the different totem pole things, things they had, reading all the different things. I love it. And I had more fun yeah. just chilling and vibing and I getting drunk. So uh, Wilderness Lodge is right I lo- there. I love that. What is your uh, what's your favorite ride? Favorite ride is probably I, I, okay. Uh, Buzz Lightyear. A huge Buzz Lightyear fan. Same. Got to do it once every year. You get in the park, you got to do it. Um, you know, we kind of have a, a circuit we run where there's like every time we go to Magic Kingdom, we hit these things. Um, but I, but I'm a sucker for people mover. Yeah, and, people and living with the land. You're, you're so similar to us. Yeah. yeah. Because those those are literally the like, have you had a long day? Do you just want to sit down and not be bothered? Yes. Yes. yes people I, mover. Do you want no? Yes. Do you want no wait? Yeah. 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 Would, you, would you like? Would you like an elevator escalator pad to push you to the front? Hey, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I would like to stand in one spot and be I love planted it. in a seat, please. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Least uh, favorite. Oh. Um, I am. Questions. I am not a fan of Space Mountain. Um, I am too old for Space Mountain. <laughs> Space Mountain. It's a very creative ride, though. Yeah. I, uh, so boring. I, I'm going to say this. I, I'll say this because this is, you know, just, you know, the podcast. Being a man of stature and size, those little... John's like six six. Yeah, with just those little those little bars they put down in the seats for 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 Space Mountain don't give me the kind of confidence I need. You're like the German. You're like the German guy on um, on Frozen. Woohoo! Big summer blowout. <laughs> That's you. I just. Well, I might die here. I might die. 
<laughs> the last time I took the ride, it, it, you know, because it just comes across to like your hips across the top, and it didn't cover even like halfway across my hips when yeah. I was sitting there, and it was like this is literally the only thing holding me in place. Um, this and the grace of God. And this just, and the grace of God. And yeah. I said, I just don't need this experience in my life. I just we're done with this. We're okay without. I love this, it, but yeah, I love it. Favorite park snack. Um, I. I'm a huge, so I'm a huge fan for hitting. So we used to stay at the resorts and then we would um, have the, the snack coupons. You do the dining plan oh, yeah. back in the dark ages when they let you do this. Yeah. And so we would always stash all of our dining plan credits to when we're walking out of Magic Kingdoms. The last thing is you'd hit the Main Street Confectionery oh. and then you would just waste, <laughs> spend every credit snack. Uh, snack credit on stuff, but um, I am kind of a sucker for um, uh, the, the the big. I think they have the Mickey Marshmallow Rice Krispie Treat thing. Ooh, she loves those. I love the Rice Krispies I just, and the Marshmallow. I just love it all. Anything I, I in the confectionery, give it to me. Yeah, I am, I'm just really, really simple. Put it in a thing, wrap it in cellophane, and like, and it's vaguely Mickey Mouse shape. I'm there. Um, yes. I, I will buy. I will buy the the popcorn that comes in twelve different flavors that I don't really know what any of them. Are, but they're all there. Yeah, I love that too. I love are that. you a popcorn bucket collector? No, no. I, as a person who is given to random collectible type proclivities, I just don't understand popcorn bucket. I don't get it. We we we're not on that train either. We get we buy obviously we buy paintings when we go to the art festival. Yeah, yeah. All the other I things. I love pins. Pins. I have a pin stuff. We have the stuff. And we have like I have like the yeah. little um. What are they called? The, the the stuff the munchlings the munchlings yeah they smell like different Disney snacks we have them those but yeah we're, we're with you on that um, last question this one this wait one's least favorite snack oh, go least favorite snack um, I, I would say um, bottles of water oh Dasani why do they have Dasani I hate Dasani that, that to me is offensive trash it's just always in, in England or in England in, uh, in Epcot you have to go to Norway Norway and, and then you can have Voss water have Voss water See, because yeah, Voss, Voss, oh Voss Norway is a place where they bottle Voss water. So what's funny is that Sonia doesn't bother me. She's very picky about I, water. Yeah, and obviously you are too. I don't care for the yeah. Plus, I, I think I just object to the idea that first off they sell them as a snack, which is offensive because yeah. it's a bottle of water. Um, I I really am not too I'm not too I'm not too negative on any of the snacks because I think everything has its place. But popcorn to me in the parks, unless I think the only really acceptable place for me to have popcorn is usually when I'm getting it for my kids, and that's Main Street when you're waiting for oh, the fireworks. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're sitting in one place, different it's experience, cool in the night. Yeah, it's not the thing. If I'm taking you on a ride and we're trying to go get in a line for a thing. I have no reason to be carrying an open package of popcorn. I agree. That's half going to get spilled. So that's I agree. I agree. Speaking of water, who said that they could try? Like, if I don't want Dasani, I'm getting a smart water. Why am I paying $6 for a smart water? All right, Courtney. This, 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 this is on I'm you. telling you. I, John or I can't answer. It's because you're paying for the magic. Um, <laughs> our what la- magic is it providing me? Okay. I understand. I agree. This will have to okay. be a different, different it's, it's hydration. It the, hydration. The, the wonders of hydration. You're at Epcot. You've yeah. drinking six drinks, and you need, you nah, need water. <laughs> yeah. It's like- All right. Here we go. This, one, go. This, this question is the most dear to my heart. What's your favorite on-property or at-the-park restaurant? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, thank uh, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I actually know mine, and 
And it's funny because I, it, it's all experience based, but I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, see, I man, it's. I'm trying to equivocate on the question because I, I, I start categorizing them for different things. Like, I, there's certain things I like. Um, Let's think about it right now. Let's say me, you, and Courtney jumped in a car and said, we're going go to uh, we're gonna go to Disney tomorrow. And Artie. Artie's in there. Yeah, and Artie, of course. Of course, Artie. Artie, you are always invited. Always <laughs> invited. Perpetually. I, I said that first. Um, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, if I knew I was going to, like, Epcot... Um, I love the French restaurant. <gasps> the chef's all. Uh, chef's all. It's like all. chef's. Oh, we love it. We yeah. love it so, so good. much. The short. That I remember. I had the, the last short time we, ribs we had the stuff we had the best seats too. They put us right by the walk. Almost in like the one of the little like bubble areas where you, where you could can see people see walking by. Yeah. You could see the water. Oh man! And then the last time I was there, this was a dog's age. The last time I was there, they had a, a bakery line. So you had the sit-down restaurant, but then oh, you yeah. had a bakery line where you could yes. just go and get like an, an Apolit- a Neapolitan or a croissant or a thing. Yes. And then there was a quiet area you could actually go sit in the back of France. I'm sure that's not there anymore because I'm sure they've turned it into something else. But that was the best place to just go. Have a thing, mm-hmm. have, a, have a cup of coffee and a croissant and a thing and a quiet and a chill and just kind of... But you're there. You're there, yeah. Yeah. That's like my, my other favorite place in the Magic Kingdom is half an hour before fireworks go off, there's a side street on Main Street that goes to a part where the cast members come in and out. Yes. But there are tables and chairs out yes. there that people always walk by and they never no, walk down there. there. And I go set up camp there when I'm ready for fireworks. Yes. And then when I know fireworks are going to take off, yes. then we just wander out there and start ourselves on the Main Street. I love that. Yeah. It's a I nice little... It. We like walked down that side street the last time we were there. I feel like I Were know a lot us? about. I think I know a lot about where to sit in Disney World. Like, where where can you find a place to sit down? Our one of our favorite places to sit in, um, Epcot is Morocco. Oh, so good. Under the like the little like things, you go way back in there, and there's a little sangria cart, and you just there's little tables and chairs. You can watch people taking pictures with Jasmine, and it just is very. I love sweet ambiance, and you feel like you're there. I love the lobby, the lobby of the Grand Floridian. I know I just said uh, Wilderness Lodge is my Mm. favorite, but the the, uh, oh, we love the Grand Floridian too. The lobby of the Grand Floridian at Christmas mm. time. Mm. I also love the Polynesian. We do love the Poly. We watched fireworks from the Polynesian. We found a hack. There's nobody where we went to go watch it. Because they have the dock. So they have the dock where you can take the boat to Magic Kingdom too. And so like Mm. you sit on the dock and you just, you wait and watch fireworks and it's just. (sighs) My, my, my gripe with the Polynesian. Let's go. Let's hear it. Is Trader Sam's Mm. used to be like not so well kept secret. Okay. But it was so much fun to get in there and just discover it and kind of hide away from people. Now it's, and, and it used to be, if I remember, if my memory serves me, it used to be you'd walk down the hallway and you'd not even really know that door goes into Trader Sam's. It was they really keep it closed. Story. They keep it closed, but there's signage and stuff there now. And yeah. the last time I went, we went to Disney Springs and we bounced around the, lot of the hotels. We got there at like, they said it opens at three o'clock. We got there at like 2.55 to get on the waiting list. And they said the waiting list was already finished for the day. And I was like, this place is open till two o'clock in the morning. And you're telling me for the next 11 hours. That's insane. This, this place is booked. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, especially if it's a weekend. Yeah. And it, you're done. But it's 
Trader Sam's, I would say, is also one of those things that I think everybody should get a chance to experience. I so agree. Much we experienced I, it for the first time on our last trip, and I have to say, like, it is very, it's very fun. Yeah. But it's also a little, for o- me at least, overload, yeah. overstimulated. Well, I was, we, we were catching up with friends that we hadn't seen. Oh, in wrong a, place. Yeah. Wrong. No, no, we knew that going into it, though. Yeah. We just were able to get it. So you guys, like, trying to talk the whole time, and they were, like, yeah. doing the little rainwater on us, and we are like, oh. Yeah. The goddess like, gets mad, and the volcano <laughs> starts exploding, and yeah. the volcano's going overhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say, though, I'm You're glad wanting we, us to swim <laughs> around. I'm, I'm glad we got to experience it. I wouldn't take it back for the world, but uh, we were trying to catch up with our friends, and I always kept getting annoyed because I was getting interrupted in my conversation. Yeah, TJ just loves to talk, and so I'm a he was just like, I every like time to... someone ordered a specific drink, it was like, nope, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to stop talking. <laughs> a 25 second pause in the conversation yeah. so we can wait for the effects to be done. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's so good. Well, you know what? We've come to the point where you need to wrap this puppy up. <laughs> Um, I've been honestly talking for a really like long time, which I love. I love long form podcasts. I love listening to long form podcasts, and I love being the part, being a <laughs> I part of you it. All this is, love it too. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is the one where TJ decides to start editing his podcast down. <laughs> no, never. I never will. I love the conversation. I love the depth. Um, if you made it this far, we love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, yeah. Courtney, I, you just texted it to me, full transparency, but why don't you talk about what we're going to talk about next month? I'm super, super excited. Okay. No in particular order. We might rearrange these, but this is this is the lineup for next month. Yes. We're going to do Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. Oh, good. Inspector Gadget. Let's go. Oh. Yeah. Wally. Yeah. And we're going to have Aladdin with a special guest. With a special, special guest. And when I say so. special... <laughs> Is she really? She's I'm special. Just kidding. She's special. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, John, thanks so much for being on. Oh, thanks for having yeah, me. Man, this is yeah. so much we're fun. G- we're going to have to have you back again. I, when, we, when we wrap and we, we hit pause and all that good stuff, we'll talk to you about other movies you can be on. But uh, so you're such a good conversationalist. You're such a great um, lover of conversation. And um, I really appreciate that about you because conversation to me is, is the way that we make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, and my it. humble opinion, you talk about things. Um appreciate you why, why don't you tell the people really quick in a quick like 30 second nugget like like what do you do um where can they find you um, if you want people to find you if you don't want, want people, people to find you that's you. fine yeah. too because john's a lawyer i didn't mention that but yeah yeah uh Give so, away his secrets yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a nameless, faceless attorney for a large firm that you know. No, I I have a great job. I I, I love I love what I do. Um, I have a great family. Um, I I have the great benefit of being very visible in a lot of places, but also being very anonymous. Yeah, and I, I will continue to to it. live that way. I love, I love uh, that for you. Uh, but no, I, this is this has absolutely been such a delight, and I love I love you guys so much. And uh, it's just been you know I look forward to this. This has been yeah. I've been looking forward to this for a long time since Good. we started talking about it. I'm glad. I'm glad we can't wait to have you back on. Yes. Courtney, why don't you tell them where they can find all of our stuff? Okay. You can follow TJ at TJSparks31. You can follow me or us at Wishpon Sparks, or you can follow our podcast at Wishpon Sparks Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at wishuponasparks at gmail.com. You can listen to us wherever you're listening to now or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys so much. Uh, Happy Magical Monday. Happy Magical Week. And we can't wait to see you next week for... Rekker Ralph. Rekker Ralph. Rekker Ralph. 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 We just decided. Next week, Rekker Ralph. (laughs) John, thank you. Thank you, John. We love you. you. Bye, friends. Happy Magical Monday. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.